Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week in league, no more green eggs and ham for the cat in the hat. He's cooking up a Kentucky Fried Conspiracy. Moses Mbai wants a Hasler course to protect him the next time Des cunts his club for the almighty dollar. The Fafita brothers to spend six weeks smashing the bench, backdated to whenever the fuck suits the Sharks' final campaign. And we preview all of the action for round 22 of the 2015 NRL season. All that and more on this, the 200th episode of This Week in League. Welcome to This Week in League, episode 200, live in the house. And apparently I'm recording from the toilet. There's two glands. What a, what a magnificent theory. What a magnificent thought. It is It is a magnificent thought. Not sure what the deal is that. He must have heard that. Segundo. He says, taking a big shit. Worst webcam we've ever sat in on from Special K. Fuck you. And a special welcome to all our new listeners. And if this is your first time listening to the show, um, you really need to come back next week because this is a very... Uh, very uh, unindicative of a regular episode, uh, live episode. Anything could happen, and the um, the chat room is you know fucking loose. Obviously, there's a lot of drunkards in there already, and so it's going to get you know it's going to get loose. Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash This Week in League. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Do the Dummies books come in? Maybe. I Audible? haven't looked. Haven't, haven't looked. I wouldn't know. It's possible. Is there a book that's called, you know, How to Be an Appreciative Podcast Fan for Dummies? <laughs> Some of these motherfuckers need to get on that. There's a lot of people ready that, um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I'm sitting pretty far away from the chat room. You're close to the chat room screen, so you're going to be able to see more of this uh, nonsensical bullshit uh, as, as it transpires through the show. The first thing, these cunts never talk about football. Let's go and start on the shoulder charge with ex-players divided over, should we bring that shoulder charge? Should we fucking... you got some players want it, some players don't. Like Sonny Bill, I think he came out against it. I think Paul Gallen wants it back. And, you know, many more Gronks get in there. Paul Kent was pretty, um, you know, hard against it uh, as far as the media. But then you had a lot of other media guys that were like, yeah, let's bring that shit back. So. What can we do about this fucking um, echo here, Nathan? I have no fucking idea. Who's echoing? Am I echoing? Apparently I'm echoing. Just you're echoing. Well, that's fucking bizarre. How can one person be echoing? And one person's not. I mean, do we just pull the pin on the whole fucking thing? <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, we'll take a look in the break after this one, but um, yeah, who fucking knows? Um, so shoulder charge, it's not coming back. It's never coming back, and nor should it ever come back. I think it's uh, I think it's ridiculous that 
players or anyone really associated with the game in in lot of the uh, the young men that passed away recently mm-hmm. can can come out and <laughs> and call for the uh, re-inclusion of the shoulder charge to the game. I, I think it's uh, it was banned for a reason, um, and a lot of that was uh, a bit of uh, avoiding legality from the NRL uh, down the track and showing them to be somewhat proactive in their eyes. Um, Keep going. Keep talking. Keep going. We'll just keep talking through it. People have... Keep, keep talking. I'm um, sorry. Is there, is there a stream on the background? No, I don't. We, there's, nothing, there's nothing coming back on. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I think it's a little bit ridiculous. I think anyone calling it... You know, Ga- Paul Gallen, as a leader of the game, to come out and call for the shoulder charge to be re-included in the game. I, I get that as a player, you know, there's an adrenaline rush and, and, and it is an exciting part of the game. We saw the one on Cassiano the other night. But... The long-term effects and potential um, c- catastrophic results that could be caused by the shoulder charge um, far outweigh any highlight real moments for mine. Exactly, and it's funny when they're like, all of a sudden, you know, when this guy, you know, when, when Evans is, you know, hauled in front of the judiciary, all of a sudden that's the hit of the year. That's the best hit of the year, but the NRL won't let that happen ever again. They don't want that to happen. No, motherfuckers, the hit of the year and the second best hit of the year, they took place earlier in the season. Fucking Steve Matai and George Defour, like fucking six weeks ago or whenever that was, they were the hits of the year. And guess what? Completely legal. Hit the guy around the chest, you know, abdomen area, snapped them, you know, in fucking half. Spectacular, legal, and um, you know, at the end of the day, these, you know, I'm not saying they're not going to cause injury of some of some nature, broken ribs and stuff, but they're not going to contribute. They're not going to kill a guy with a with a ill-timed connection directly to the head exactly and um and this is the thing it's not it's not the shoulder charges even before they were banned you know if there was contact with the head they were you know they were illegal so you know you can bring them back but at the end of the day uh, people fuck up their timing you know like like poor old john hopawati you know when he went to fucking <laughs> when he went to tackle Keith people Galloway. fuck up their timing you know when, when uh, two players go into the tackle and, and the guy that coming over the top gets uh hung out to dry by the guy that folds the dude in half and then all of a sudden a tackle that's going around the chest is now clipping him in the face. Um, sit further away from me or something. They might shut him up. Is that better? Maybe. No, keep going. Stop sitting on your lap. Yeah, get up on the lap. Get up my dick, son. <laughs> put your pants back on. I wouldn't be able to. Um, I'm sorry, where was I? You were, you were talking some shit about fucking um, when, when Hopawade, you know, tried to legally iron out Kiefer Galloway back in the day when he played for the Sharkies. Look, I, I think if the shoulder charge was to be reintroduced, um, I think Mitchell Moses uh, would be a long way from the top of the missed tackle charts because uh, he'd just be killing people out there. Yeah, but the and thing, standing over them and giving them mouth, yeah, yeah, them no, but Mitchell, just being a lippy motherfucker. Mitchell Moses is a different. Is a different. Um, he's an edge case though because. He still actually has to connect with them and hit them, and he can't even really manage to do that. To be perfectly <laughs> honest, so you know, no, I don't. I don't think Mitchell Moses is going to be the, the one that we need to worry about. But um, that's your rugby league talk for the week. Let's fucking get on with it. Well, David Smith, he's actually come out, and old Davy Smith, he's come out and said he wants to tighten shit up even more. So interesting. He said that he wants to suspend people for performing a shoulder charge with forceful contact, in quotes, even if they avoid contact with head or neck of the ball carrier. Right. So, as a result, the Kane Evans one, that's a charge, and that would have been a suspension of one match minimum. Um, the fact that it didn't even go to, like, 
they escape charge all together. It was fucking clear cut. It was clearly pre-planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, fuck, we'll give away a penalty here, but we're going to obliterate yeah, Cassiano. Yeah. And under the under the rules, I mean, that's 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 fine too. I mean, the, the head contact was an old rule and it's a new rule as well. So, you know, let's see what they're saying on now. Uh, Glenn's so nice, you can hear him twice. You're welcome. Oh, and he's Chapo talking about England. Uh, Nate, good left side, good right side. Mup's oh. annoying me already. Oh, what all, are we even going? Fucking three minutes, eight minutes. They're Sweet. All, yeah, they're all they're all they're all totally uh, they're all totally annoying at the moment. But um, <laughs> Glenn has a twin. I don't know what the fuck's going on with that. He's fucking handsome. Carl Pilkington, he's famous too, rich. Glenn Stewart, injury prone, plays for a shit team. Gonna get smashed this week. <laughs> so, Dave Smith had no place at all for the shoulder charge in the game. The rule will tighten such that if you put a hit on, you'll be on the sideline. That's what he tweeted out. Fair enough, too. So we'll see I him. wish he took the same sort of uh, strong arm stance with off field offenders. <laughs> Fuck. It's the same. We'll get into that. I mean, we, we seem to every single fucking week. Um, and now, just over to Twitter. Um, the Mount Rushmore and the, the Mount Thrushmores, and, or Mount Cuntmores, depending on what people would call them, they're all amazing, so thanks everybody for that. Um, just check the hash twill Rushmore hashtag and hash twill Thrushmore hashtag Who for the, the entries. Who came up with Thrushmore? I don't know. It just evolved halfway through the process, and it was great. So yeah. itch. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, it's... Um, yeah, look at those. I mean, because there was you know a lot of them to tweet, and I mean, thinking when I was doing those t-shirts with the with the players' names on them, and like you know, like a half a dozen or five players of a team, I think this Rushmore concept is much better way to determine who the names are that go on the shirt because they're timeless. Yeah, like you get a manly one. Like when I when I first came up, the the manly one was the first t-shirt design I ever came up with before any of the one in the rows or anything happened, and um. At the time, then it was like you know you would have had like what Mo on there and Glenn Stewart and like you look at it and they're four and, and like a, a year later or two years later, completely irrelevant. And like that's the, the uh, that's that's the effect of the salary cap at the end of the day. However, if you went with a manly one and then it was like you know, Tuvi, you know people like you know Edie or you know Cliffy Beaver. Brett Stewart, I mean, things like that, they're time, you know, it's timeless. Then. Spud Carroll. Spud Carroll, great manly player. Never played for another another club as far as I know. <laughs> like David Gillespie. <laughs> um, His best years were at Western <clears throat> Suburbs. Uh, yeah, except for that premiership. Except for the time when he won the premiership and that. <laughs> um, Life of Ty, just wanted a shout out to the man. Congratulations, sir, on becoming a father last week. He, uh, he sent us a message, I think he DM'd me um, earlier and said, look, he's going to try, he was going to try and get and listen to This Week in League in a delivery room. Yeah. And I was, and, that and motherfucker's cracking codes everywhere because not only did he actually convince someone to have sex with him, he's cracked a DNA code as well because his child's actually, you know, a, a beautiful child. Well, one's related to the other. I mean, it's, you know, he's just he's standard, he's punching like most Tour Nation guys are. <laughs> now, um, the thing is, when he said that, I thought, yeah, well, that's fair enough. I mean, you know, the, his wife, or she'll, she'll, have her, she'll be dealing with, you know, epidurals and, like, pain and contractions and shit like that. Um, so, you know, why not throw the headphones in and listen to This Week in League? But no. I get a DM after the event. He's put it on wireless Bluetooth speakers in the delivery room. He's unattractive, and he's not particularly smart. That's sensational. <laughs> I've got to say the balls, but yeah, he said, yeah, try listening to the latest app in the delivery room. Your F-bombs cost me listening through the Bluetooth surround sound. 
what did you expect to happen? What the fuck were you thinking? I mean, the, what other possible outcome was ever going to happen Mate, with you, that? Your wife's supposed to have the gas, not you. <laughs> Up hop. Sorry, I was just having a little sip of my drink. Wankervescence. Slips. This week in Glen doing accents. Love it. It's been way too long. Hash big fan. Fuck. Now I know why he wanted me to come up to his house in fucking Townsville and uh, sit next to his bed while he had sex with his real doll and speak to him in an accent. I, I declined. <laughs> it was all a little bit weird for mine. Fucking, uh, yeah, how um, how fucking um, elaborate. You really thought that scenario out. Well, he put, he put it to me in explicit detail and I had to decline. It's Matthew, who was in a chat room, is in the chat room. I think he may have got banned already, I mean, which is a new record. But um <laughs> there's Hannah there. <laughs> so I'm gonna gonna listen to gonna listen to this week in league while in the shower and masturbate furiously. Well you can you can definitely do that, mate, That's because beautiful. I think I mean I think you've been kicked out of the chat room again and I believe you were kicked out last year in the Twillies as well. That motherfucker's a plumber's worst nightmare, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking clogging shit up left, fucking, right, and centre. Fucking Wookie man. Now um Wookie, I, I, I would have to explain to you what a Wookie is, but you know, I'll let the chat room do it. Know what a fucking Wookie is? Oh yeah, because you fucking know so many references. It's <laughs> those little short little koala-looking things on. <laughs> a nice Return one. of the Jedi. Yeah, man. well done, well done. At uh, Whipsy seventy-seven. That's a W H I P Z Y seventy-seven. Give him a follow, fuckheads. Glenn, love your work. Fellow Campbelltown Maggie's slash Tigers fan, but for fuck's sake, get some Otrivan. The sniffling was out of control. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Is that, what is that? Is that a drug that you must be some kind? Of, it must be some kind of antihistamine that they used to make to make. Look, yeah, I used to be familiar at at seventeen years of age with every drug dealer in Campbelltown, and um, none of them were giving out Otrivan. Yeah. Scarecrow twenty three. After a shit day, nothing beats listening to this week in league on the way home. <laughs> Gregson giving people advice on how to masturbate in the shower and having to throw a pew, pew, pew in there. This is going to end badly. <laughs> you, you keep up on the chat room while I'm, the, and we'll, you know, and while, <laughs> while I'm speaking, and then we'll, we'll, switch, we'll switch off when the time comes. <laughs> the key is to aim for the plug hole. Oh, oh, there's a little insight into fucking Gregson's life before he hit the fucking jackpot. <laughs> Special K online. Speaking of sex pests in the chat room, what he all- is he is going for the Ben Z award. <laughs> is he? Why do all these cunts get upset when this week in league don't read their tweets? I shudder when they read mine as I'm half drunk half the time and forget. <laughs> truth, truth. Okay. Uh, oh, the perm. Like you haven't got fucking six inches of perm over your ears, and they got blown off anyway. Yeah, exactly. He's got his own. He's got his own earmuffs, earmuffs and shit. So, uh, Matt, Jim, Frank, B. Loved Glenn channeling his inner Brad Pitt, kicking it old school with the accents. Hash, do you like dogs? You like dogs? Hash, Perry Blue. Van for me, man. Van <laughs> kind of for me, man. I can't believe we've established that you've seen a movie. There's a fucking movie I've seen. I love that. <laughs> you've been dropping references and shit. Amazing. Tater at Tater underscore chips. My new fa- tw- this week in league. My new favourite thing to look forward to. Good work, lads. Oh, that's lovely. So shout out to Tater Chips. She's only recently recently got on board. I you think. know what I, I love like more than a on. Polynesian man? What's that? A fucking redhead. Yep, yep. Jeez, got creepy there. <laughs> but uh, recently, recently convinced uh, convinced Taylor to give her to, to give the show 
another crack and get in there again. Is she I called Tater Tates because, um, you know, sack of spuds and that? <laughs> <laughs> but um, she was actually she was actually my um, what would you call it my my Wayward Pines wife recently. Is uh, my wife did not enjoy the show Wayward Pines because she hates Matt Dillon as an actor and she just couldn't get into it. Um, Tater Chips, on the other hand, she loved it. So we used to convene after after an episode and dissect it and you know, have our debrief and everything. So well done. Uh, R. Benso. Enjoying the episode. So much news. I thought I'd listen to Jim. Whole workout and back home before match reviews even started. <laughs> so what you're saying is you don't even lift, bro. Yeah. Got on the fucking elliptical some, <laughs> for a minute. Did some fucking hip flexes. Thought that's enough for today. I'll head home. <laughs> and Arbenso actually just he just tweeted us then saying that uh, that the these volumes cranked but it's virtually inaudible. Chat room window not working for him either. Sounds like a, a lot of other people are not having trouble with the volume. Hey, is that right? No one's complaining in the chat room about volume. I think, but then again, he's saying that the chat that the that the the chat room window is trying for to me. start an orgy in the chat room. Fucking hell. Fuck is going on over there, Perm? This is so MSN Messenger, Perm. Yes, ASL, Perm. Fucking hell. Um, Pamphus AU. Check it out. And he made a Wikipedia page for this week in league. He said, I need more info to fill in some gaps. Can you or the Twill community help? So look up the Wikipedia for this week in league, guys, and fucking go your hardest. It's going to be epic. <laughs> I'd like someone, one of, the, one of the Penrith nerds perhaps, to um, to perhaps... Do a baseline, proper, good version. And then from there, people can go fucking crazy and do what they want. Um, Andy underscore Siegs. That feeling when this week in league favourite four of your tweets, but you know three of them are very similar, so only one will make the cut. If you're lucky. And then I read that one out, which is not one of the ones he was referring to. Because don't ever forget who holds the strings, motherfuckers. <laughs> you are the puppet. At Mitch Colby. Another fucking Mitch. Good to see Blake Ferguson getting praised on Channel 7 for stopping the feeding of the ponies in nightclubs. Right. Just another, just, I just thought I'd drop that in there. Just another, um, you know, key indicator of this bullshit redemption thing. I saw that Boo Bailey or whatever, that's the caricatures in the Telegraph as well. He was priming a, a story, something about the redemption tale of, you know, of Blake Ferguson. It's going to be in the in Telegraph tomorrow. So, so fuck all of those motherfuckers. Timmy McIntyre. Hi, my name is Tim and I support Para and I brought a, Rooster, a Roosters Marvel jersey because I liked it and love Captain America. It's a shame that Captain America doesn't love you, Tim. We established... And sadly, neither does anyone else. Not even your brother. Did we... Cruzy's did... complaining. Why is Cruzy complaining? Stop being a spamming motherfucker. What's he complaining about anyway? Well, complain, I'd love to know. Complain. Apparently there's no complain, steak in the chat room. Complain. Complain. No hog's breath in the chat room. Complain. Complain. Uh... The Wikipedia page being considered for deletion. Well, maybe you should fucking... Uh, look at Cruzy. Complain, complain. Fucking Jesus. Um, Bernard JKD. Someone tell Ray Hadley you can get beaten up in Ireland if you address a Patrick as Paddy without their permission. So, I'd, I, and I'd reply, I said, well, maybe how about we don't tell him that and let him fucking go over there, buy him a ticket to Ireland, see what happens. <laughs> Record it. Uh, he didn't follow up and said, I read Marvel Comics and I've no clue what superhero the Tigers are representing. Captain Letterbox? <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've had my say on that jersey. <laughs> Butsy888. Another question. Do you want to form a Twill NFL Fantasy League on ESPN or the like? 
Oh, look, I'd lose interest after three weeks when I was going shit house. Look, I just let's don't have time. Let's be feel. Let's be real. I don't have time to do that shit. But, uh, like, well, I do one fantasy league, but it's involved one. I don't really have time for any more. However, very happy for people if they want to get together and do one. And if we need to, you know, corral people together and, you know, fill leagues for people, by all means, hit us up and we'll, uh, we'll help you out. Alan Paul Walker. Please call on Twill Nation to prohibit export of national treasure Dave Taylor to Catalan's Dragon. Catalan Dragons. Too fat. Needs a slaughterhouse visit. Dave Taylor in the south of France. What could possibly fucking go wrong? Smashing the beef bourguignon. Uh, Mr. Taylor, you you eat all the frog's legs. <laughs> there are no more fucking frogs. <laughs> <laughs> we run out of the frogs, Mr. Taylor. Sounds uh, a bit Italian. Yeah, right? well, that's the Italian bloke. He's lived in France a long time, so he's got a bit of a mixed accent. It sounds like the Italian bloke who's lived in France for a long time, moved to Australia, started driving a taxi. <laughs> that's what that's, that's what it kind of sounds. Yeah. kind of sounds like to me. Um, it's hard keeping up with the chat, the the chat room and the um, and Twitter and everything at the same time. Fuck, we need we, we need like a red band, like a producer who can just like deal we with do. the shit and then just feed us the relevant stuff in front of us that we need. Shanta but, or um, DJ Explain would be my picks. DJ Explain. What about I've just started striking up conversations with old mate at the night hour because he reminds me of Shanta. Such is my love for the great man. Yeah, I started talking to him about biscuits the other night. Don't know, just come up. Yeah. Where's and? your biscuits, mate? And then we struck up a conversation. We we're talking about what time he finishes and, you know, like how later hours he works and, you know, what biscuits he prefers. Does he have any trouble, you know, running into inflatable balls and things like that? And he said he didn't. So it's just, he, he looks a bit like Shunter's brother. Maybe he got, uh, maybe he got all of Shunter's calcium. Riveting. Riveting. <laughs> Just saying. Mr. Underscore Wars. It's a handsome man. Mr. Underscore Wars. I have tickets and flights to the grand final. I'll be there on grand final day to see the Broncos win and I'll rub it in Nate's face at El Loco. Hash fact, cunts. <laughs> I think he tweeted that before the events of Saturday night. Yeah. Unfortunate that. I wonder what happened then. We'll probably find out later in the show. Super Grover 4. The last two weeks' episodes have been particularly excellent, reinforcing your number one rated NRL podcast. Bring on episode 200. That's beautiful. That's the most positive thing he's ever said about the show, quite frankly. Uh, Beerboy182, in light of the 200th, who was that guy from probably episode 75 to 125-ish who used to tweet zingers for every game? He was hilarious. Maybe a pom. So, the person he was referring to was old mate Benson Meister. Remember Benson Meister? Yeah. Used to tweet all the time. Fucking disappeared off the face of the planet. As it turned out, I had his email address. So I thought, fucking, let's see if he's still alive. So I sent him an email the other day. Yesterday morning. Turns out he's dead. He's yeah. actually alive. And he replied. I just, I just sort of like, because people like Tall Hayden and that were going like, look, I got genuine concerns for his, you know, the way he dropped off the face Tall of the Tall Hayden doesn't give a fuck about anyone but Tall Hayden. Well, he, he, he gives a fuck about Bemson Meister. The guy touched him, you know, in, in his special place somewhere, <laughs> you know, d- deeply, very deeply, perhaps three fingers deep. Now, wow. so I said, to look, you know, just, just want to, you know, just catch it up, mate. Like we come up with the 200 episode and people are asking about you, you know, you know, what are you up to? You know, all good. 
And he said, oh, yeah, good morning, Nate. What a pleasant surprise. How's things going with you, big man? All good over here, mate. Unfortunately, with my new job, I simply couldn't get around to watching all the NRL games over the weekend or at all. Twitter also became a pain and I let my account slide. I do miss the back and forth with you and the other guys. Maybe I'll get back into it soon as there's too much material in Oz at the minute. How's the show going? Hope things are going well with you. I was only thinking about you last week as the original Pudding Brother has arrived in England. So he's still remembering the fucking... Yep. <sighs> Still remembering the, uh, the character names and references, so yeah, he's all good. And uh, who knows, we may see him back sometime. Um, okay, just indulging on episode two hundred. We had a lot of well wishes from episode two hundred, so I just go through a couple of our hammers. Congratulations for episode two hundred. Listening to you, Gronks makes up for supporting such a shit house football side. Cheers, cunts. Titans You're welcome, fan, Titans fan. J W McKellar. Love the sound of the 200th episode live. Devo, though, because I'll be in sunny USA without a computer, so I can't join in. Oh, Congrats on 200, boys. Poor Thank you, guy. sir. Uh, Jono, NQC underscore Jono, Hamhocks. Congratulations, gents, on 200 episodes. Thank you, sir. You know how long Been it took him to fucking type that? Well, <laughs> with a pencil in his mouth, trying to fucking tap it away at the keyboard. <laughs> so he's just giving up mashing with the, with the Hamhocks, yeah, has I mean, he? it got too hard. Man, you make like a big keyboard, computer keyboard, like the size of like the piano one in big. Fuck, that's a lot of trouble. <laughs> you gonna get that in, he's well, not come up with that in Townsville. Well, I mean, I'm sure he's not. Flat out wearing I'm, shoes. I'm not saying just a tweet. I mean, you know, just for all sorts of communication in his life. <laughs> um, Earthboy, uh, Earthboy75, on behalf of all Sydney Roosters fans, congratulations on your 200th show. Thank you, sir. Mitch Doyle, 13. He just spoke for a whole fan base. He did, he did. Mitch Doyle, 13, congratulations on making it to Twill 200. Surely no one ever expected you to make it this far, but we're glad you did. Cheers. Oh, you? I didn't think we'd make it through the first season at, at, at the start. First, like, see, I can't even, yeah, I can't even remember. Like, back that far. Like, I don't remember, the, like, the, the July. I was like, this cunt's fucking boring as fuck. I don't think I'm going to make it through 26-odd <laughs> weeks with him. 26 ended up being, like, 37 or something because it was, like it was a fucking World Cup or something. Or, yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Um, Devonhead. Oh, sorry. Matt, Jim, Frank, B. Happy 200th, Thank boys. Thank God. What did you scrub, Devonhead's tweet? No, no, we'll get to that. Oh. Happy 200th, boys. Don't think you would have made it without that cameo I did a few years back. Ash Little Aussie Battlers. Yes. And of course, that's what, that's when we briefly... Well, it actually wasn't that briefly. It was probably for like almost a season. It was for a, a while. It was like for, Remember we used to read the game recaps in accents? Yeah. That's yeah. fucking... That's fucking beautiful of us. Like dropping... It's fucking beautiful. Drop, dropping that off and then, you know, with Gareth going back to England. It, yeah. just, it just really put a hole in the fucking show, didn't it? Um, Sonny Bill came back and we busted the out for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but he was just like, hey... Hebrew. 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 Mitchell Darts. Congratulations on 200 eps. Gents, can't wait for tonight. Excellent, sir. I hope you're in the chat room. I, I can't really see what's going on in the chat room over there from where I'm sitting, but uh, I will look in on it later. Devonhead, I'm not going to suck your dicks like the others, but I will fist you. Well done, boys, on 200 episodes. Love you, Wong Time. I believe that's a racial epithet about Asian <laughs> I will say that I've got half a chub at the thought of... Uh of a trotter being inserted, oh, so in, horny. being inserted in my anus. JR underscore buff. Woody Allen once said, 80% of success is showing up. Congrats, guys, on 200 eps. Thank you, sir. I like the tweets like that. Yeah. I don't want to get fisted. Especially not by well, Devonhead. It's only a little trotter. It's not like a proper arm and a fist. Yeah, but he's like, one of, them, pig. He's like one of them fucking pigs that like Hollywood... Hollywood actors get as fucking pets and they start off little like little pigs and then they turn as big as a fucking truck. Right. So what stage is he at? Big as a fucking truck. 
Yeah, he's old as fuck. Of course yeah. he is. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's his debit? Oh, I, I'm not thirsty like Nate is. I'm thirsty about what, Cruzy? You're thirsty for fucking... You're thirsty, you're thirsty for steak. <laughs> That's all you Fucking put a steak in a blender and drink it and quench your thirst. And then leave a little bit, like maybe 25% in the bottom of the blender to tip out and rub all over your bits when you finish <laughs> drinking the other 75%. I'm more than half a chub now. Jeez. Steve Drew, so uh, Freako 09. Congrats on 200 boys from the second most unattractive man in the world. Nah. He said, you haven't, you haven't met Troy underscore 79 <laughs> he's yet. Trying, he's trying to shove his title he and offload it and duck shove it, but it's not happening. Just he's the world's most unattractive man. Fucking own it, dude. Riz666. Real Rizby. As a loyal listener from the beginning, it's great to see how far you little Aussie battles have come. Well done, gents. Do you remember when Rizby took the sign? Was it to Paris Stadium? He took the This yes. Weekend League sign. Yep. yep. And it was a particularly windy night and he was holding onto it and a bit of a gust of wind took him away. And he ended up in Perth. And he was just trying to help us out and then all of a sudden he's in Tasmania. He's good people, Rizby. It's a sad story. Good people. He is. He's the, little people, but yep. good. Like, a little far, bit like, of good. Like just a little go, bit of sprinkling of good. Like when you go pound for pound, he's a very, very good person. Yes. Because he's, he's about as good as anyone you'd meet. Yeah. But only like half the size. Yeah, that's right. He's, so he's almost pure, just... pure good, but he's only, you know, one sixtieth of a real person. <laughs> the biggest tiger. Well, i just seen pop up on the chat. Happy 200th episode tonight, boys. Thank you, sir. And uh, it's good to see you in on the chat as well. We love you. We do, we do. And uh, this week in Biscuit Mics, what the fuck? They're still complaining <laughs> about the mics. I don't know what story is there. Um, now, email. I've got an email from Gav. Not sure who who Gav is. I know who Gav um, is. Not not you know not the I don't know which Gav which Gav is it. Do you think Gav from the meetup? No, no, no different Gav. Not, different Gav. Hi guys, big congrats on hitting the two hundred show milestone tonight. Sorry, I'm just gonna yeah. have to cut you off there. I've just got yeah. to want, I want to make an observation. Has Ian fucking Saguna ever tweeted, emailed, Facebooked, chat roomed, or fucking done any sort of typing electronically and spelt everything correctly? Ever in his fucking miserable life. I thought you were going to say, has he ever done it without fucking jamming half of it full of fucking emojis? Well, that too. But fuck me, mate. Proofread your shit. <laughs> okay, um, where were we? So Gavin, so he said, hi guys, big congrats on hitting the 200 show milestone tonight. I discovered Twill last year and was hooked from the first show I listened to. Thanks for all the footy chat, laughs and real talk. I'll be managing my fatigue when you kick off tonight. So to you and all the Twillies that tune in, have a good one. Cheers, Gav. Thanks, Gav. It's lovely. And I just wanted to a shout out to Andrew Borg who emailed this some swearing chart, the study they did in the States. And it was kind of like a heat map of the of North America for each swear word, like where it was predominantly used and things like that. And uh, something like that for Australia would be sensational. Obviously, you did... <laughs> Tuesday nights or Thursday in this instance? You'd have to be blue. Australia would be blue. And then there'd just be red, intense heat map around like north of Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be the most predominant usage of the word cunt in, uh, <laughs> in, <Beautiful>. in Australia. <laughs> Beautiful. And um, now just some general stuff. Um, run TMB. I want to fucking get rid of them tonight while we're doing this show, okay? There is um, two mediums. I got on to uh, James Tedesco's dad. Yeah, is that, so that is James Tedesco's dad. It is. And uh, Does he love like Freddie like, Mercury too? He loves, he loves Freddie Mercury. He's got some things to say about Western Suburbs Magpie's recruitment too, I might add. But uh, look, I have offered to uh, send him down a shirt 
and yep. and one for James if he was uh, keen right. to take a snap. Okay, hasn't so. replied to me yet. He's All probably right. just thinking this guy's a fucking well, stalker. This cunt's fucking overstepped the boundary, boundaries of internet friendship here. Well, not yet. I mean, I offered to you know get nude with him, whatever. Not not with James. That'd be weird. <laughs> so um, the, the, as, well, okay. As we stand right now, there are two mediums, one large, and two XLs left. Buy them tonight. I'll throw an equivalently sized uh, respect the shooter in and ship them both on Monday. You can't beat that. Fucking do it. Run DCEs, much rarer. One large and one XL, and that is it. After that, they are fucking gone. Same yeah, deal. You've got three of them made. Yeah, well, actually, we've got ten more made than than the TMBs, but it's okay. Shut up, man. It's okay. And they and they also went off ten times faster than TMBs. Like there's just there's just no way you can fucking spin it. <laughs> Cruz is in the chat room speaking Saguna. Oh, he's talking. He's talking. Oh, yeah. Okay, he's he's talking that philo junk. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Come on. Talking Man. like Manny Pacquiao after he got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> knocked the fuck out. Knocked the fuck out. And in, but not What's in that, his Manny? most recent fight. I can't fight. hear you with all that canvas in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Give a shirt away to someone in chat. <laughs> Oh, this week, so, so okay, there's some people complaining about the volume level, and some people are, are saying, What are you fucking talking about? That's really weird. I mean, like, because I'm happy to jack the volume up a little bit, but not if it's going to blast like the people who are hearing it normally at the moment. So, um, I'm not sure what the deal is there. Um, no, no, Cruzy's catching up now. We know how far behind he is, he's just talking about the feel shit now. Um, it's hard to type and shove steak into your face at the same time. Nismo Raiders. Are the jerseys still available to order boys? Hash late to the party. Yes. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up because it segues into the next bit. The jerseys have met their pre-order. In fact, they have exceeded the pre-order by two at this stage. So what that means is we need to... um, There's 14 people saying jack it up. You need to jack it up. Okay, so we need to... Okay, so I'll jack it up at the next break. But we need to then... And one jack it off. Okay, I'll do that. You jack up the volume. Doing that already, Matty. Now, um. (laughs) We've already exceeded the pre-order, so what that means is we want to order these motherfuckers as quickly as possible, okay? So. I wanted to get through tonight, just in case anyone yeah. that was well, look, that was tuning in and got all, you we know, get got through, their juices flowing because there's 200 ep. We get through tonight, and that's fine. And we're not going to be able to place an order, you know, we finish tonight, we're not going to be able to place an order tomorrow anyway, because, you know, just because reasons. Because shit. Not going to be able to place an order on the weekend because reasons. So, Monday. Monday is when we place the order. So that means you've got tonight, you've got Friday, you've got the weekend to get your order in. But I cannot stress enough that this is the absolute last fucking chance that you're going to have to get one of these jerseys, okay? So get it Until on. We, unless we sell another 20 and then we'll just do more. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, like if people complain, <laughs> if people complain and complain again and we can... Because it just seems like it, it, it's... They've always been the same. Like the first time we had so much trouble getting people over the line. And then, um, and then, then we got to the twenty, and then we got forty out of it because people were just like, "Oh fuck, I'm jumping on." This time, it's, it was such a struggle from five to ten, and then once we put the word on last week, it's just gone boom, and we've done twelve in a week. So, look, I'm not ruling out forever and ever and ever and ever, but it's increasingly more difficult to get twenty together though. So, if you really want one, now's your chance. All right, uh, Aiden Stalker. Said, I just ordered the jersey after being blown away by the mention of Offaly in the latest podcast and being high on the Manly win. Excellent, sir. The counterpoint to that is Bernard JKD. 
the county Offaly jersey, take that GAA piece of culture, untermensch, filth, and burn it. All GAA garb must be destroyed, else it spreads. What's GAA mean? That's the, the Hurling Association, Gaelic so Athletic Association or something like that, I think it is. Then he's gone and said, and you can douse your GAA made in petrol too and light that prick up. Jesus. It's a fucking IRA shit going on here or something. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a fucking Protestant, it does. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing back the troubles. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, jerseys. <clears throat> jerseys, get in there. We need to... Uh, we need to get these orders off because uh, we want people to have them before the uh, the meetup, and they take five weeks to produce. And there's nothing we can really do on our side to to um, push that push that forward. So we need to we need to get them done. News, okay. First story. We made some changes to the uh, made some changes to the fucking sound in it as well. I mean, I'm not sure if it's going to change much for people because some people can't hear it. Some people are getting blasted. Some people are just sitting there sucking each other's dicks and having a grand old time. I don't know. Chapo wants more. Uh, wants more Dillinger. Well, that's not going to happen, motherfucker. I mean, we've got to keep it reasonable for people. I mean, Dillinger's not easy listening by any stretch of the imagination. Now, for feeders today. Andrew Fafida was banned for six weeks for his abuse of a junior rugby league referee. The suspension will be backdated to when he was stood down, which will allow him to play again in the first week of the finals. He'll also be fined 30 Gs and under, in order to undergo an anger management course. The Sharks confirmed the suspension this afternoon. Fafida will also have to perform 25 hours of service to support junior rugby league and match officials across the Cronulla Sutherland District Junior Rugby League, write an apology to the match officials involved in the incident and undergo an appropriate development course. His twin brother David's also been banned for six weeks and he will also do the 25 hours of support and apologise to everyone as per his brother. The pair have been stood down by the Sharks after they allegedly abused an official following a Penrith District A-grade match last week. Both have been banned from the Penrith competition for 12 months, and on Tuesday, Andrew failed in his bid to have his penalty reduced. I think uh, the the Junior Rugby League punishment is a pretty standard thing. Um, As I said, when that story broke, um, the Ipswich Junior Rugby League announced a big clampdown due to a heightened uh, frequency of, of or parents and official, you know, coaches uh, abusing officials. Um, and the, the instant, the, you know, the, the standard ban is, is a 12-month ban from, from yep. all junior rugby league activities. So um, I saw someone tweeting today whether who's more out of touch, the NRL for giving them six weeks or the junior rugby league for giving them a year. But regardless of who they are, the, the, the year is a standard junior rugby league, which certainly is in the Ipswich rugby league. I'd, I and suspect it's, it's probably not, something similar. And it's also not the same sort of stakes as playing exactly. NRL football. It's not, they're not stopping them from playing anything. I mean, this is a, a something where, you know, it's high touch with, you know, like contact with children and things like that. So they, they, they go harder to keep it as a safe and, you know, reasonable environment for kids. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and it is, look, when you see parents, I haven't seen a great deal of it, um, I've seen one uh, particular coach last year going particularly hard on his kids as they were getting towed by the Springfield Panthers under eight whites or under sevens at that stage. It's just, it's such a shit look. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. A grown-ass man fucking standing over a pack of little kids, you know, and just fucking yeah. feeding it to them. I was just, <laughs> just fucking not right. So, uh... Depriving of the solo and the bananas. Exactly right. I, um... So, I, I definitely agree with the the junior rugby league ban. I, I don't know about backdating it, you know? It, 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 just, it just shows, you know, typical sharks' behaviour. Sharks love backdating a fucking penalty, though, don't, don't they? they? what? To suit themselves, you know, in their quest to win absolutely fucking nothing ever in their entire history. <laughs> like, for fuck's sake, take your medicine, your players are cunts, and they did the wrong thing, and they need to pay a punishment. You don't need to backdate the fucking punishment in the hope that you might lose a couple of extra finals games. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Yeah, exactly. That's all they're going to fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone really think the Sharks are going to win any fucking thing? They're the Sharks. Exactly, exactly. And, I think and they deserve the very fucking worst that life has to offer because they take p- players like the fucking Fafita brothers. Oh, yeah, go on. They take them. I was, wait, them I was waiting what? for you to interject with the no, no, Tigers no, fucking no, diatribe. I thought that's where you were going. Yeah. Um, they took them away know, from the Tigers. They, no, no, no. They didn't take them away. They, they did the Tigers a favour. But what they should have done is, is just let them peter out into obscurity which is where they fucking deserve to be. They don't deserve to be playing NRL. Um, they're uh, some of the worst humans alive. Fucking there you go. Uh, next story, um, Moses Mbai and the Des Hasler clause. He's going to consider aligning his new contract with coach Des Hasler by inserting a Desi clause in quotes as he prepares to begin negotiations with the Bulldogs. Mbai is contracted till next the end of next year but will be among the most sought-after players on the open market. With Hodkinson going to Newcastle at the end of the season, the Bulldogs will look to secure Mbai on an extended deal to make him the club's long-term number seven. Such is the regard that Mbai has for Hasler. The 21-year-old is considering negotiating a clause that would see him walk away from the Bulldogs should Hasler step aside as coach. It's probably not a bad idea, he said of the clause. Des is a high-caliber coach and a great influence on my career so far. I'm sure we'll look at that going forward. He's a great influence and a very smart man. He knows the game inside out. The knowledge he possesses and transfers to myself is second to none. I'm really excited about working with him going forward. Des Hasler seems like a man that sits in a sits in his own den, you know, <laughs> with bookcases surrounding him, with books that he's never fucking read. With a jacket with leather patches on the elbows, smoking a pipe, with a little cat. A little fucking cat sitting on his lap named fucking Moses. Suck it up, you little bitch. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh, I don't want to play here. I don't want to play for the club that brought me up through the ranks and gave me my fucking shot if this coach doesn't... Shut up. For fuck's sake. You're a professional athlete. Can you not perform under any other coach? So I'm, I'll just, I just want to interject and just say I'm liking the Glen tonight. Oh, it's live, just, live Glen is angrier and just fucking look, just, just drills people. You know what shits me? People. <laughs> people are shitting me more than fucking usual at the moment. And fucking whiny little cunts that want to earn ridiculous amounts of money in the hundreds of thousands of dollars and then want to put clauses in their contract written by a club that, that's brought them up through the ranks and, and saved them from a lifetime of flipping fucking burgers... And now they want to say, oh, I don't want to play here if this coach isn't fucking coaching. Suck it the fuck up. Yeah, as someone who's been, who, who's, you know, obviously supports a club where these fucking get-out clauses and everything have been rumoured or, you know, in there or whatever, it's such a fucking nightmare as a fan to negotiate. But can you come to the end of, you know, when you hear, like, some player's in trouble or some coach is in trouble and you're like, fuck, what does, it, what does this mean for the fucking playing staff? Who, who has the ability to get out if they want to? 
and it's just not fucking fun. I mean, like, I've had enough fucking trouble with con- contract shit this season as a Manly fan. And, I mean, like, the Doggies, they're going to end up with the same stuff. Although, on the positive side, I think for Mumbai, it could actually mean that in, like, 2018 or something, you'll end up at Manly and come to Manly with Desi. Yeah. <laughs> it's and just... Look, uh, he's playing the way he's playing now. I mean, you know, I'd welcome him. I mean, you know, he's a great player, even better bloke. <laughs> at the end of the day... As a professional athlete, all you have to sell is your physical ability to play a fucking sport. Yeah. You don't get to you don't get to be a politician, yeah. and and or a lawyer, and write the contract to suit your fucking self. No matter what situation might arise, where you always come out of it smelling like roses and being okay, and mm. fucking off to another club and doing the same thing to them. You're, exactly, you're an athlete. You're not a fucking rocket scientist. Just. Sign the fucking contract As and play. As proved. And, exactly. And play for the club for the duration of the contract that you've signed. It's not tough. It's, it shouldn't be hard. Yep, yep, exactly. And people are just sort of saying, what's in, what was in your McCafe tonight? Did you have McCafe tonight? I did. I you sure did. did. What he's actually drinking is Summersby apple cider. And if you've heard of the, the word Summersby, you know that Summersby apple cider is particularly notable because it's infused with the jism of Richard Gere. That's as, that's as blank a stare as I can muster. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. War says, get to the manly re- recap, you foreskins. Bring the lies. <laughs> I fucking lie. Oh, and Chapo says, oh, yeah. so Islam, Islam al-Jimmy says, if Moses goes to manly, then it'll be jihad for life. Oh, he'll be supporting a different club by then. You're a Canterbury supporter, mate. You're already on jihad for life. <laughs> 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 the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Niles 1991, Chapo funds ISIS. <laughs> um, next story look, look, quick one Tuvi cool with being the Australian coach after being told he's unwanted at the Seagulls in 2016 uh, it's been the source of much conjecture where, what he'll do in the future and uh, he has been linked to the vacant Knights coaching post but with Tim Sheens off contract and expected to be moved on after three straight losses to New Zealand Tuvi shapes as a potential replacement when asked I think Tim Sheens has still got a contract as coach but if it was available of course I'd be interested he said I'd love to represent my country at that level as a coach, but it's not in my hands at the moment. It'd be a beautiful golden handshake for Tuvi after the way that he's been absolutely cunt-holed by a pack of cunts. And what a, what a, what a marvellous situation to take over the reins as an Australian coach. You know, succeeding a guy. Succeeding a guy that picked a fucking Matautia. Yeah. And, 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 a, and a Lottie Takiri. And a Robbie and, Farah. And a Lottie Takiri. And a Matautia. And Robbie Farah. <laughs> and numerous other fucking ridiculous selections, proving nothing but the fact that he's, he's a complete senile individual that deserves every fucking, every fucking horrible result that comes his way whilst he's being the uh, director of football operations at Salford. <laughs> Salford. Salford must be about to embark on an unprecedented level of success with strange bench players and fucking <laughs> props at halfback and all sorts of shit. <laughs> Look, in defence, oh, like I don't want to defend the genius because you know he's he's mostly indefensible. But last time out, he was dealing with like you know third and fourth Look, level dudes for their positions because everyone was having operations and didn't want to play. And you know, at the end of the day, I know a coach that has lost four games in two seasons, two, almost two full seasons of rugby league, Nathan. Yeah. And that coach's name is Glenn Blakely. And I think if How would you know how many games you've won and lost because you don't keep score, mate? 
There's no scoreboard of the kiddies. There's a scoreboard in my mind. Yeah, and is, you know where else there's a scoreboard? In Saguna's mind. Tallying up the number of threesomes he's had with Wade McKinnon. <laughs> I'm beginning to think that the Springfield Panthers wins are much like unicorns and threesomes with Wade McKinnon. Fucking how dare you. I I implore you, I implore you to come and treat yourself to a performance of the Springfield Panthers under under eight whites. And witness rugby league greatness at its finest. Why don't you just hand your iPhones to to Nick and, and just say, look, record the game. Well, she always whinges that she's fucking preoccupied with Leo, who tries to run onto the field. And I don't know why you wouldn't just get a tripod or something and just like just just set up a stationary one, just for your own coaching purposes as well. You know, just to so you can highlight stuff that they, you know, like you know, when you did this, it was fucking. You know, you need when you did this, you should have done this. When you did this, it's fucking spot on. Do that all the time. You know, that sort of thing. You need to get you need to get a video guy in. Get modernise your coaching methods. You need to innovate like Des Hasler or something. De Niro with the smartest thing he's ever said. There's no Jackson Blakely in the Australian team. <laughs> they would struggle. They would struggle for organisation. He does fucking like to yap out there. There's a lot of motherfuckers in the chat room. They're having a good old time in there, aren't oh, they? What? <laughs> okay. Next, Soward. Well, yeah. Well, basically, sorry. Just to close off on the two thing, I think any any monkey could could coach the Australian side, you know, when the, the players are assembled in, in the right format. I think the, the problems we've had recently have been selections. Some of those selections may have been forced by the fact that we didn't have people available or whatnot. It's and funny so- that you say any monkey because sometimes in press conferences, mm-hmm. I, I think Tuvi's not a million miles away from shitting in his own hand and throwing it at the f- reporters. Well, that's true, but who isn't? <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, Benny's the same. He just keeps more of a lid on it. <laughs> his hides his disdain a little bit better. But, um, but and he look, can't push your shit out because Darius is stuck up there. Look, overall, I mean, you, you know, the, the end of the Sheenius era hasn't been great for Australian rugby league in, you know, in the, the tournaments and various things. But having said that, overall, still very successful, far more, you know, more successful than not successful. And so that proves that anyone... Anyone can fucking take the keys to that Ferrari and drive the cunt around the fucking trap for a few laps. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, Soward and the KFC conspiracy. Jamie Soward has a conspiracy theory for the video referee he's aptly named Chicken Time. Speaking on Fox Sports, he said he suspected the use of the video referee was commercially driven, suggesting there's a secret quota that the referees have to meet to satisfy the KFC sponsorship. We were playing the Bulldogs and it was just at the end and Bryce Cartwright scored right in front of the ref and he went to see if, went up to see if he grounded it. I said, oh mate, you're a metre away, you're just going up to see if it's chicken time, the Panthers star said. We just want the referee to make a call, like Gavin Badger, although he's out there and he's got this horrendous beard at the moment, which no one likes, he just makes a call and you sort of <laughs> run with it. It's funny, eh? The real talk. You get some and you don't get some. They just seem to be going up there for every try and it takes away the emotion of when you score a great try or your fans go up and they've got to check it. Soward quickly clarified he has no problem with the Colonel's finest, merely the blatant use of the video referee for simple decisions. First of all, I think there's no fucking secret that Jamie Sowell's a big fan of the Colonel's finest. <laughs> he wants yeah. to be the 12th secret herb and spice. We haven't had much chicken lately, he said, poking fun at Penrith's four-game losing streak. Well, not in the game. I have KFC once a week. Yeah. No surprises there. No surprises there, but um, look, interesting theory. I think it's I think it's a good thing that you've spoken out about it. And uh, look, it wouldn't surprise me that you know a company like KFC with their their, their global <coughs> their global reach would be trying to extract a few more uh, 
a few more dollars worth out of their advertising. Yeah, yep. And the NRL being the fucking inferiority complex riddled organisation that they are would, would probably give into it. Look, I think that the whole KFC video referee thing is very positive because it teaches children KFC watching the game. It keeps it, it teaches Beautiful. it teaches the kids like positive reinforcement. The guy's there, he wants his chicken, he goes to the video referee, if he scores a try he gets a chicken. If he doesn't score the try, no chicken for you. It's the same thing as the coach fucking not giving him bananas and solo. <laughs> it's, it, it's the same thing. And um, look, I don't have a problem with it at all. And it does make you fucking crave chicken though. Like, you see that thing a couple of times and yeah, I could fucking go some KFC right about now. Thank God there isn't one closer. Like a whole bucket full. Yeah. Like fucking, I'll tell you. The colonel does know how to make chicken. All the, all the you know, the teenage school children he employs at minimum rates of pay <laughs> to produce the chicken based on his special secret recipe. It's very rare that I have KFC, but when I do, I really have KFC. Like yeah. I fucking shovel that shit into my face yeah. at a rate of knots that makes you think I haven't eaten in six months. So where do you go? You just go to pieces? Or you go like a burger meal? No, 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 pieces. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, like, you know, look, as, 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 as me old, as me old ma used to always say, if you're gonna fuck a donkey, you may as well fuck it till you come. So, if you're gonna fuck, if you're gonna get KFC, you gotta get the meal. You gotta upsize that thing. You gotta get some fucking pieces as well. Maybe some popcorn chicken. Maybe some crispy strips as well. You need to fucking, you need to go in. I'm not a massive fan of the potato you know gravy I, as much uh, as, as much uh, as. What? Not as massive the fan of the potato just gravy. In the whole show now. Yeah, I'm just... What the fuck is wrong with you? I just... Like, I'll, I'll smash the coleslaw, because it does fucking cut through the, you could have the grease said to a little me, bit. But, uh, I saw Chapo naked, and yeah. I liked it. Yeah. And I would have been less offended <laughs> than you saying you don't like fucking KFC potato and gravy. Devon Head with the Zinger Stacker FTW, and I fucking have to agree for the Oh, me. fucking hell. That that thing is a is a behemoth of a fucking burger. I, I the first Trotters, the connoisseur of deep-fried anything. Look, like, don't knock it till you try it. You wouldn't have a zinger because it's too hot for your dainty little mm-hmm. fucking mouth. Correct. I mean, like, you know, you're the guy that fucking breaks out and breaks out into sweat and starts fucking, you know, jumping under a cold shower if you eat fucking mild-basted Nando's. Put pepper on my sandwich once. Yeah. How'd that go for you? I drank eight litres of water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Matty Ballin has vowed to fight for his future at Manly after being told he was unwanted for next year despite being under contract. Trent Barrett's appointment as Seagulls coach for 2016 has ushered in an era of change at Brookvale with as many as half the NRL squad unlikely to be on the Northern Beaches next season. But veteran hooker Ballin, who brought up his 200th game for Manly earlier this season, wants to stay. I'm still committed to the club and want to be at the club. When I signed at the start of the year, I wanted to stay at the club and to make the club a better place, and that hasn't changed for me. So I'm still of the same opinion that I'm a player with the club and I have every right to stay. So, look, I agree 100%, and the reason why I put this story in there is just so I could call the Pens cunts again, and how fucking rich of them when they when they trotted out little fucking Jeff Toovey for that press conference the day after they assholed him just to front the media with fucking Jabba the Hutt and Salacious Crumb, fucking Dean Ritchie fucking sitting there, you know, laughing their tits off. Fucking repugnant cunts that they are. Anyway... They had the fucking gall in that in that exact press conference. Scott Penn was started invoking the fucking Glenn Stewart leaving in the club and everything, and and implying that Tuvi had something to do with it. I'll tell you for a fact, there was never a vote taken to get rid of Glenn Stewart because the retention committee, which of which Scott Penn was a part, 
didn't fucking didn't disagree. They all agreed. You know, yeah, yeah, okay, he's got to go. So for Penn to turn around and go, oh yeah, that was a factor in Tuvi going because he like he it was his fucking idea. Get the fuck out of here. And then they come out, they shit on Tuvi and use a reason for him being fired as the Glenn Stewart thing, cutting a legend of the club. And then what are they doing right now? Trying to cut a legend of the club. The difference is they're trying to cut a legend of the club who's actually still under contract for another two years. Look, Matt Ballin is a smart guy, despite the amount of head knocks that he's copped in his career. He's a yep. smart guy. He's a personal trainer. He's got an opportunity to uh, continue his personal training business to make a handy living. Or, on the flip side of that, he can resign himself to the fucking fate that is going to be bestowed upon him once Matt Parcell arrives at that fucking club next year. Because <laughs> he he'll be like first grade. What's first grade again? I can't remember. He's going to be like fucking... He's going to be like Tom Hanks in Castaway. That's how fucking far away from first grade that motherfucker's going to be. So fucking retire already. Off to your personal training business and leave with the memories that you've got rather than the nightmare that is fucking ahead of you. Yeah, what he should what he should do. Like, I love Matty Ballin and I think and, and I really think it's admirable that he's like, yeah, I'm going to stay and I'm going to fight for my position and all that sort of stuff. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I think he should realise that these, these cunts... Did like, you see that Ronda Rousey fight on the wing end? Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be how fucking how, how it goes when Matt Ballin is fighting for his fucking position. 34 yeah. seconds, Parcel, KO Victor. Yeah, Parcel might open up in the halves, you never know. He hasn't, he hasn't got as many runs on the board as fucking as Appy. So, you know, he might not be too happy with the other guy that we brought in to play in the fucking hooker position. In any case, though, I think Matty Ballin could make a fucking fortune and definitely be the man of steel making fucking 80 tackles a game in England. So, really, I would hate to see him go. I think it's admirable that he's like, fuck it, I'll play out the contract, in, you know, which is presumably very good money. You know, I'll play it out in reserve grade or after you fuck you cunts. But I would, you know, I think, you know, maybe if there's an offer on the table for England and you can get more money for it, then set yourself up and just... You know, you're you're going to be a life member of the club. You're a fucking legend, and just you know, get away from these toxic pen cunts for God's sake. Okay, Twill Nation people. <clears throat> Of course, Audible offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial for you motherfuckers to give them the chance to check them out and what they've got. If you like it, keep on rolling it. If not, then uh, cancel. Keep on rolling it. Well, keep on rolling it. Cancel it any time. Makes no difference to, difference to us and you know, probably makes no difference to Audible. They're probably counting on your ass to forget, I would suggest. So... This time, I am going to recommend my book. I'm going to presume you don't have a book that you want to recommend this time, um, unless there's a Four Dummies or something like that, or... Look... You can go to Audible and check and see there was a book or something like that, right? There is a uh, a book that I've read very frequently recent times, yep. um, and it is a uh, Peppa Pig counting book, um, <laughs> and I've read that with Leo... Uh, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw a line at 6,000 fucking times in the last week. How's it finished? Ten. Uh, Yep. Ten. Lovely. Ten books. Ten books, and he always points to the one with the lion. And uh, there's fucking two boots, one dinosaur, 
seven flowers, fucking eight ducks. It's look, <laughs> it's a good read. It's a good read. So if you want to get on that one, uh, jump, jump in there. Okay, well, that's I'm, my only I'm actually going to I'm going to recommend one that's actually um, on Audible. World War Z. Someone I forget who it was. Brad Pitt. Some, someone, um, yeah, yeah, but not that. Okay, now um. The, it's written by Max Brooks. It's actually a very good book. Uh, it's one of the first audio books that I actually ever listened to. And when if you've seen the movie, get this because it, there's there's literally apart from the title, I don't think there's anything else in common. That's how fucking badly they botched the movie. So um, by all means, uh, check out World War Z, and um, I'll give it a personal guarantee of excellence. AudibleTrial.com forward slash This Week in League. That is audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league. And uh, you don't just get a free audio book out of it. You actually also get, um, you know, a bit of a help. Give a bit of help to the show. So, um, fucking get in there. And, uh, gee, you got some weird motherfucking idiots in the in there. I hope so, of course. Yeah, we've had that before. Um, Glenn should go into audible book narration. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> chorizo is a funny word. Special um, K is high on crack cocaine. Yeah, yeah. What the what the what the, what the fuck is this? He <laughs> goddamn recaps for round twenty-one superhero round of the two thousand and fifteen National Rugby League Telstra Premiership, and uh, it was a round for heroes, Glenn. It was Nathan. It was a round Good for triumph over for super evil. fucking heroes, the world over. <laughs> so first. I'd like to bring to your attention a match featuring the West Tigers 34 defeating the Melbourne Storm 16 at Leichhardt Oval. Crowd of, Jesus Christ, under 7,500. That's pretty terrible. What's going on with Leichhardt? Tigers 34, a double to Hot Sauce, James Tedesco, Paddy Richards, Dean Hallitow, Kevin DeGama, and David Nofaluma. A double, you say? A double. A double, you say, to Superman masquerading in a fucking War Machine jersey. Why you got to fucking cross the streams like that with DC fuck, Marvel, who motherfucker? Cares, who cares? It's James fucking Tedesco. He can do what the fuck he likes. Just as he does on a rugby <clears> league <throat> field. He does what the fuck he likes. He scores when he wants. Pat Richards, five of six conversions. The Storm 16 came from a double to Corabetti. Jesse Bromwich also with a try and Cameron Smith, two of three conversions. Now, please continue. Look, anyone that ever had anything to say about the West Tigers... Letting Marika Corriopetti leave the club. He was responsible for every try scored in this match almost. He was responsible for giving several fans AIDS, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, look, the man can fucking run. He can he can run and he can run very, very quickly. The yeah. problem is he can do fuck all else on a rugby league field. He can't catch, he can't jump, he can't make defensive reads, he can barely fucking tackle for a guy that's fucking fairly sizable. Yep. It's, that's pretty surprising. Yep. Um, it, that's pretty one-dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have more, you know, I'm not saying you want to be striving to be like James Tedesco because you, you're Corey Betty, you're not, you're not going to get there. Yeah, okay, yeah. there's only one man that can be James Tedesco, that's James fucking Tedesco. The only person that comes close is his dad. All right? Freddie Mercury. Exactly. What, what a fucking performance. What a fucking performance from this team of champions led by the great man, God himself, Robbie Farah, from the front. The team's missed him. He come back and all was right with the world. 
and we destroyed <laughs> we destroyed a team that is going to make significant headway into the finals if they can ever recover from the fucking devastating loss that was bestowed upon them by the West Tigers. It's a fucking marvellous performance. Other than Jonathan Thurston, is there a player that is more important to his team than, than James Tedesco? Any player in the NRL. I fucking defy you to find one. Sorry, That's right. Was, You're fucking at a loss I, 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 to I'm think. sorry, I was watching the it's chat room. It's all right, room. I'll what answer you for you. No, no, there is not. What was the question? I say again. I was watching the chat room. I say it again. What would 2015 have been for the West Tigers? We're, we're, up until fucking several days ago, we were running stone motherless fucking last. And we'll be again. I mean, like, let's... Had he ended up in Canberra, where the fuck would we be? Would we have won a game? No one knows, but I'd say probably not. For the Tigers to get the better of the Storms forwards without... Marty to power was, was was fucking huge. I thought Brooks and Moses looked more settled with the extra time and space, and and Tedesco carved up like a fucking like a like a surgeon, really. Like carved a them up like a scalpel. Like, it just cut through them like a fucking sharp scalpel. It was beautiful to watch. Robbie Farrar, look, he was right all along. He really is better than Cameron Smith. He comes back and he fucking dominates, as we expect him to do, Nathan. He had a couple of just, chances in State like, of Origin. It's like you've said all along, Robbie Farrar is the best hooker in the game. Like I've said all along. <laughs> Even when mocking you, those words have never escaped my mouth. Ma- they will never, ever escape my lips. Yeah. You're fucking tweaking. It's, it was You're a- on whatever fucking special K's on. <laughs> oh, don't. Give me some of that. Give me that. I am... Um, I fucking love this performance from the Tigers. The only thing is that it, it's, it's quite frustrating that we... Uh, that should have been the, uh, we'll be excluding buys, that should have been the 19th time that we put together a performance like that. Unfortunately, it's the third, and hence we're running close to last. Yeah, no, there won't be, um, you know, well, look, look, honestly, I sincerely hope that the West Tigers can continue these performances for the rest of the season all the way up until the end of the year, um, until I go to Bali. Because with God back, I don't see any reason why we don't win the rest of our games, and, and with Teams faltering ahead of us, Nathan. I'm just saying. You're not going to get. You're not going to get. I'm any, just saying. You're not going to get anywhere. But I'm just saying. But if you did knock off some of these teams, for example, this week coming up with the Canberra in Canberra, if you were to knock off teams like that, you'd be doing a massive solid to the fucking true team of destiny that's going to break all sorts of fucking historical records on their way to the premiership. Just saying. I've done the fucking what table. What about Supergrave? Hasn't he got plenty to say for a team that's had their fucking pants pulled down in their ass as well and truly fucking paddled? How many times did you play the Storm this year? Is that the first time? I can't remember. I try not to take too much notice because they're fucking cunt fans like Supergraver. I remember that I remember that Manly's played the Storm twice and, and and they played them in that first half of the season when they couldn't buy a fucking win. But they, they managed to fucking squeak out and scratch and scrape together the church money. They raided the fucking church this collection week, this week plate in league is and undefeated. they fucking bought a victory over the Melbourne Storm. This week in league, undefeated. Undefeated against the fucking scourge, the purple cheats. So Super Grovers, you, you're very lippy little cunt, but um, in the chat room there, but you've got to remember that you can't buy a premiership point and when you look back on the on the absolute devastation of your season you would probably uh, you know wish you had the, the six premiership points that you should have got from teams that you think you're better than Twitter Bernard JKD Leichhardt is clearly not an oval I can tell as there's no one at the game so my surveying skills can be used <laughs> there was 7,000 fucking diehard legends out there and zero fucking Storm fans Aussie 86. Glenn would be munching on Tedesco's scotch finger after that win. 
What a fucking magnificent human being he is. <laughs> Butsy, 888. Love the war machine. Hash run TMB were brilliant. Wish I had a shirt or two. Uh, you will say you would have seen earlier in the week. You would have got your confirmation codes, uh, your Australia Post tracking. It's all in their hands now, sir. And actually, just oh, it's such a pleasure to sit in my office with fucking nothing. With me, I, I agree, Nathan. With nothing that needs come with to nothing that. that needs to be sent out. Because I tell you, there's nothing worse than writing hand addressing a hundred fucking post packs. But over the last uh, little while. They're all out the door, so yeah, boom. Okay, so Shane, Aaron, Elvis. We need we need an assistant. Oh, fucking do we do we fuck? We do fuck, but we also need an assistant. <laughs> Maybe we could combine out out those two those two requirements, and somehow you know. Who are we going to get as our assistant? I don't know. I'm browsing the chat room, and um, I'm not seeing a lot of uh, Devonhead. So we is the Tigers this week, Glenn. <laughs> fucking pig. That's what we should do. We could actually, instead of going to Twitter, we can go to the chat room for these games. Um, Shane Aronovas, suddenly I feel that War Machine jersey will be selling out. Nah, I don't think so. Still an ugly fucking jersey. My Saguna it's 85. ugly and it's fucking pointless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, My Saguna 85. Tigers win equals Glenn not to be depressed and juiced up on battery acid for the big 200th episode. Hash, thank you, Tigers. And it was a magnificent, a magnificent week of results for us for the 200th. Did you the see Tedesco's really try? Did good. you see his try in the fucking corner? When he got the ball, there was nothing on. There was nothing on. There was fucking numbers. The Storm had more numbers than the Tigers had attacking players. And James Tedesco beat every fucking one of the Storm's players and put the ball down in the fucking corner are you with one hand. Are you, are you saying more Tedesco stuff in response to the Just chat room? fucking... The man is a fucking genius. A rugby league genius. A rugby league rocket surgeon, if you will. Uh, Mickey T, 1985. Christina Hendricks can be your assistant and fill both holes. Oh, did I say both holes? Both roles. <laughs> Freudian slip there. Um... Unky D, the only thing more unlikely than the Tigers playing on Friday night is the idea that they would actually win. Hash, decline in decline. Every time that fuckhead tweets, I want to get one of these little Ant-Man fucking dolls and smash it with a hammer, symbolically. Why would you sully something as magnificent as Ant-Man? Well, it's the closest thing I can come to Dennis Valente. Yeah, that's true. I don't have any it's hobbits. fucking tiny. I don't have any hobbit figures. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney Roosters 38 defeat the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 28 at Allianz, a crowd of just over 13,500. The Roosters 38 came from tries, a double to Tupo. Uh, two of us a check got a try, Jennings a double, Blake Ferguson, Jackson Hastings also with tries, James Maloney 5 of 7 conversions. The Doggies 28 came from a double to Corey Thompson, Sean Lane, Trent Hodkinson, Josh Morris also with tries, Hodkinson 4 from 5 conversions. Just on Jackson Hastings, he... Um He's got the famous rugby league name in, in a famous rugby league club, and all credit to him. He looks like a bit of a lad. He looks like <laughs> someone that could be definitely spotted leaving a King's Cross nightclub in a state of disrepair. That's all I'm saying. I've got no fucking facts or any evidence to back that up. I just think there's an atrocity in his future. 
I thought this was one of the games of the year. It was a real finals intensity throughout, um, despite the, the high scoreline. I, I thought both teams really went hard at each other um, and were both trying to prove a bit of a point leading into the finals. Um, Dogs really showed some metal to come back and take the lead after being blasted uh, in, in the opening exchanges of the game, which is a good sign in, in some ways for the finals, but unfortunately the fact that they... Um, they exerted all that energy and, and didn't have enough to go with the Roosters when they kicked again um, is something that they'll need to work on. But when the Dogs came back and took the lead, I really expected them to go on with it. But the Roosters, uh, as I said, they kicked again. Uh, Jennings, hasn't that motherfucker got a way of coming up with a big big play in a big game? Played fantastically well in Origin 2. Um, he's He came through in the grand final. He's... I've said before, he's one of my favourite players to watch. Did Penrith miss him, do you think? Watching him do that, do you think they miss him? Do you think they've moved on from him? Or was it best for, for both parties that he that he did fuck off? From what I hear, it was, a bit, it was best for both parties. Would he would he really be the same player there without the move, you know, and a bit of a chip on his shoulder, point to prove? <sighs> yeah. Maybe so. we can hear from the Penrith nerds. Do they miss him? They, do won't they, think, they won't miss him because they'll be like, oh, fucking in Gus we trust that, and everything Gus Yeah, that's fine. And then they look at Wunga Blake out there like a cunt running around with no fucking arms or legs. Mr. Bean, I heard that's what he's, <laughs> I heard that's what he's called. And, and they're like, you know what? We could have Jennings out there. I, I, if I was a Penrith fan, I would certainly miss him. Um, he's a fantastic player and I love watching him play. But uh, important win for the Roosters um, and, and possibly one that would be a confidence booster should they meet the Bulldogs again in the finals. Um, but showed their class and, and showed their big game experience and, and the Bulldogs come up a little bit short. Okay, I'm gonna look at I'm gonna do Twitter first and then you look for some gold in the chat room to th- to throw out afterwards. Yeah, no, maybe. The best part was when the dogs gave their fans hope in the second half, only to leave them bitterly disappointed. I do enjoy that. Who is Angry Stink in the chat room? Identify yourself, sir. Yeah, he really needs to. Send us been, a DM on Twitter or something yeah, because been, you are he's been throwing some fucking, you are gronking it up. He's spitting hot fire. He's a twill live while taking a dump. This is the dream. It's everyone's dream. It's my dream too, but I can't do it because I'm in the driver's seat. Well, you can. It's well, going to be a bit messy and possibly yeah, well, a bit stinky. <laughs> but um, got okay. a bottle here if your aim's good. Solzy, you know, in something completely related to rugby league. He's training with Elvis Sinisic on Saturday. Sensational. I mean, you're a jiu-jitsu guy though, so you're probably better off training with Anthony Perosh, but, um, you know, in the same same gym. But, um, you know. Fucking shunter. Defending Wanga Blake. Cruzy. Wanga is craptacular. And uh, <laughs> what's Jonesy on about here? I missed the first thing, but he's talking about you can oh maybe you can watch me taking a shit or something like that. Yeah, look, it's um, not like it hasn't happened before, am I right? Yeah, okay. So two guys, one twill, do it. No. How about that? No. GT351 underscore Johns. Poor for most of the game, didn't deserve to win. Short turnaround, missing player, no excuse, we were poor, at least we tried. When you're when that's the thing you're throwing out, the at least we tried thing. That's oh, I thought that you know he's he's been fairly concise and uh, you know he's gronked it up much worse than that in the past. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, where are we? Fucking Earth Boy. What's he People saying? People call me a referential retard. What's he saying? The now? West Cecil Tigers are finished. God. <sighs> Fuck this bloke! I tell you, <laughs> let's not uh, let's you know, let's not get separate species involved. <laughs> Twilgenfeld, Jennings and Letters cured the major heartburn I had during this game. 
fucking letters. Pretty good performance. Fucking nice. Nice. kind of like does that. That's like one of the one of the prop performances of like a long fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I don't want to say single handedly, you know, but he fucking when that guy's on and he's in that frame of mind. Fuck me, it's impressive to watch. And he he will take on an entire forward pack on his own. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't come off and he looks like a fucking Derek. Sure, but the but times when it does and he's got fucking myths like Boyd Cordner and fucking Dylan Napa following him around. Yeah, yeah. It's it's even more impressive. He's the guy that's he, he's he's the guy that's basically, you know, probably created those myths. Cuz they, you know, they could look good and do stuff off, you know, off exactly. his fucking toil. He's up there fucking busting his face up and 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 doing the hard tough stuff. And those guys come along and get the rep jerseys. It's fucking ridiculous. Myths of the highest quality. Ryan Finance, champion teams overcome adversity like that, even if it's self-inflicted adversity. Hash go Easts. <laughs> Underscore, oh, Sammy boy. Perhaps Fergie Ferg should have wore a Spider-Man jersey like the Knights. He has sticky fingers too. <laughs> <clears throat> Ouch. Yes. Michael Darren, 79. Rugby league fair dinkum kicks me square in the nuts sometimes. Yep, yep, it does. We got any gold in the chat room to go to? Oh, people are asking who who'd be pitching and catching if we were a couple. Interesting. Uh, they would definitely be the catcher. You're probably right. Chapo would be in eating sandwich. No, he wouldn't. We've got standards. Fuck, would you? If I was pitching, like that'd be a bit boring. You're like, is it in yet? I'm like, I haven't even got my pants down. Exactly. You, I mean, I reckon you'd be a fucking magnificent power bottom. And I, I don't uh, know. Yeah, that, super I don't know what that means. They're all yeah. Well, everyone agrees that everyone agrees that uh, that you're on the bottom. Devin Heads misses is at bingo. Is she eighty fucking four? Jesus Christ, fucking May Young. She's like, all right. <laughs> I could talk to Trotters on the phone, or I could fuck off to bingo and win a meat tray with some pork in it. Jeez, you're gonna. I mean, Trotters gonna mess around, and they're gonna. You know, she's, she's gonna get pregnant. She's gonna give birth to a hand. <laughs> How's that for a reference? What's the chat room? They know what I'm talking about. I don't get it. <laughs> New Zealand Warriors, oh, sorry, the Cronulla Southern Sharks, 18, defeat the New Zealand Warriors, 14. Mount Smart Stadium, crowd of just under 12,500. Clearly, the Kiwis have given up hope. And uh, the Sharkies, 18, had a double to Valentine Holmes. Ricky Latelli also with a try. Michael Gordon, three of three conversions. The Knights, 14, came for tries to Connie Harrell, Simon Mannering, the captain. Uh, Lola Hayer, one conversion and two penalty goals. Oh, Jonesy giving his uh, his forthright opinion on uh, on homosexual relationships. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I thought the Warriors really blasted out of the blocks in this game and, and, and were going to put paid to people's concerns about what sort of appalling performance they were going to dish up without Sean Johnson in the side. But um, as it was, the Sharkies just... Uh, put things right and, and showed that they're made of, of tough, if unspectacular stuff, to come away with a pretty uh, pretty solid win away from home, I thought. Credit to uh, Jeff Robson. He doesn't get a lot of raps, and he has a fuckload of haters, regardless of what he does, whether he has a solid performance or a shit-ass one. He's had plenty of shit-ass ones. Uh, but people just like to hate on Jeff Robson. But the Warriors' game plan seemed to be fucking, if we got... Anywhere within 97 and a half metres of the try line, yeah. we're going to run Ben Madalino at Jeff Robson. Yep. And credit to that man, because he must have pulled him down about fucking 10 times. 
Look, did you see the statistics that they started trumpeting out through the week? And it was all about Robson. as like the Sharks haven't won a game in fucking yeah. like forever without Jeff Robson. Look, people saying so that's that's, the, that's fucking that's people saying stop MVP. talking him up. All I'm saying is, if you run Ben Matalino mm-hmm. at any halfback in the competition, Matalino, Matalino. If you run him at any halfback in the competition ten times, yep. How many of them would stop him fucking ten times? Yeah. Well, you wouldn't think. Yeah, not 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 too many. Would there be four out of sixteen? I'm just I'm mentally just trying to flick through and think who. Well, I mean, like if you know Tigers for example, they fucking Luke love Brooks' style. best hope is to be like a fucking stick in the spokes of a BMX bike. Yeah, exactly. Just fucking dive headlong between his fucking legs and hope he trips. And hopefully trip him short. Yeah. 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 That, that's that's the best he's, he's going to get. So, I um. Look, fucking people are still hacking on me about Brooks. I just said it. Gah, <laughs> fuck. And now, and now they're hacking on us for, for talking up Robson. I mean, and Sharky's fans saying that shit as well. I mean, at the end of the yeah. day, Sharky's fans, you motherfuckers are in the eight, and you're not going to, and, and you wouldn't be there except by the good graces of Jeff Robson. Jeff Robson took the Parramatta Eels to a grand final in fucking 2009, if I remember correctly. He did. He carried that fucking side just quietly. He had, like, Keating in that side. Sexy Eyes, I think, was in the side as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, just an absolute useless, useless line-up with no one doing jack shit. Fui, exactly. fui, moi, moi. Yeah. He was still fucking drop, drop all that time, too. <laughs> Michael Ennis with more crash ball assists in this game uh, to get the Sharkies home. He must have a fucking dozen in the past four to six weeks, surely. I, I don't know what the stat is, but um, I don't remember Ennis really... That being a real strong suit to his game, even at the Bulldogs when he had all those massive forwards, he just seems to put blokes over from from five metres out all day. Yeah. And I'm loath. I'm loath. <laughs> as as Robbie Farah's number one fucking disciple, <laughs> I'm loath to give any, any credit to the devil that is Michael Ennis. But pretty fucking impressive stat that I just yeah. made up. You go. You done with that one? Yeah. All right. Troy underscore 79. Tompkins is the worst fullback in the NRL. He's actually worse than Sam Parrott. He is fucking horrible. And He's there's people in out, Wigan. Mate. There's people in Wigan that cried when he left. Yeah. And there's was... people in the Warriors that laughed so hard that they cried when he's leaving again. Oh, and people who are Wigan fans are just like, even the ones that weren't crying because they were over in Australia and following NRL side, they were like, what a pleasure it is going to be to see this guy Sam Tompkins the greatest fucking fullback of all time come down and absolutely carve the NRL Dally M's and Golden Boots and all that shit he's just going to fucking destroy and guess what more None of that fucking happened. salad on a plate none of that happened he tits on the ball to the power of fucking salad on a plate <laughs> wow. this guy and the reason why I think he needs to, you need a bit of pushback on him as well is because he's getting so much fucking money as well. And they paid so much money just for the privilege of paying him so much money. Ridiculous. Exactly. Um, a special K online, aka the resident sex pest inside the chat room. The Sharks have won so many games lately, I've run out of wanking tweets. It's true, he hasn't, he hasn't furiously masturbated for a very long time. Hang on. He just hasn't On tweeted Twitter. about it. He hasn't it. tweeted about it, yeah. <laughs> Jim Man Bear Pig. Here lies the Warriors 2015 season. A single diamond is laid on the coffin and is then buried beneath a fucking mountain of rocks. <laughs> Up, op, shh. 
shrink of essence. I reckon the Sharks are this season's Panthers. Easy draw and playing teams at the ideal time. They are definitely not a top four team. Neither are the Cowboys, but hey. Well, fucking hell, the Cowboys. I mean, I know you want to just go and up hops there, but I mean, you know, you're comparing a potato with a... (laughs) (laughs) With a what? Oh, with like, you know, something something that's... Fabergé (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Um... John 17 that is J-A-A-H-H-N-N-17 you know your season's over when you lose to the Sharks hash I suppose I have to eat a dick now <laughs> hash peptides finally kicked in Gregson knows what I'm talking about when I talk about redheads he knows he knows what time it is why is he tweeting why, why, why is he tweeting about that <laughs> I don't know well, oh, sorry. <laughs> do you watch Suits no I don't get around Donna Who's I'd Donna? Get around her. I'd get... Who's the actress that plays Donna? Someone throw a name oh, in there. Fucking who knows? Nathan, what do you want names? I don't for? watch. Just watch I don't, a fucking show. I don't you watch, watch every other thing on television. I don't watch Suits. So I don't know the character names. So I throw the actress out there, and then I'll fucking maybe know who she is, and you know can then you know insert her into my to my dreams and my in, in the bank. All right, simple as that. Fucking Mr. Wars just. Uh, Why does he keep talking about his foreskin? Lamenting, lamenting the life of a man that is a slug, not a. Fireman's helmet. He's getting ready to get absolutely fucking uh, belted. The By North himself. Queensland Cowboys, 32. Defeat the Canberra Raiders, 24. At 1300 Teeth Stadium. Crowd of just over 16,000 in attendance. The Cowboys, 32. Came for tries to Michael Morgan, Gavin Cooper. Double to Winterstein. Jake Granville will try as well. Jonathan Thurston, four or five conversions and a pair of penalties. The Raiders, 24. Tries to Jack White and Edric Lee. Soliola, who's now out for the season, I believe. Kurt Baptiste. Three or four conversions for Croker and a penalty goal. I thought the Raiders. Uh, I thought the Raiders were going to get this one. <laughs> yeah. <Boy. laughs> Special K online. In fact, I would suck, suck her dad's dick to taste the sea. <laughs> oh, 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 oh no! <sighs> Stop it, please. My. Oh, what a surprise! God. Kurt's pro Jonesy. Oh, just tonight. Please. <laughs> what else is he saying, Sarah? Uh, <laughs> every night before he jacks off, he writes fucking Jonesy on his penis in a very, very, very small marker. Yeah, but that's another story. I thought the Raiders were going to get this one. They started out on absolute fire, uh, and the Cowboys look a little bit shell-shocked, but um, it's... Just when they were on the verge of an upset, I, I thought the Cowboys showed that they were able to withstand the pressure and, and when it was their turn to turn the screws the Raiders really couldn't go with them um, and the Raiders were a little bit exposed I thought a little bit of a flat track bully the Raiders <laughs> things go their way they, they look fantastic but geez, when a team pushes back um, and, and gives them you know some questions to answer they, uh, they wilted a little bit I thought JT was masterful once again um, End of the season comes along, we come to grand final day. Jonathan Thurston winning a comp is one story I'd be okay with, uh, you know, having play out in front of me on grand final day if I'm coherent. That story and, would fucking and suck. Well enough to remember that it. That story can bash itself up its own ass. What will you care? Manly's not going to be there. A, they are, but B... I, the way that the, the way that he fucking spits the dummy when things don't go his way in the last ten minutes of very important matches, like the the brattish fucking spoiled little fucking macronroisms that he comes out with, he fuck himself deserves nothing. 
Ja, yeah, said it. Wow. That's Mr. Wars knows what time it is. Cowboys were average, he says, denigrating the team that's competing with his for the minor premiership. Yeah. I think I think that the way the Cowboys played in this game compared to the way that they've played in games previously this season, by comparison, they they were pretty ordinary. But fact remains, they had to come back from a deficit, they did so, and uh, and went on with it. And uh, yeah, Jonesy said, I hope that JT loses the ref's fault in the qualifier. Agree, agree, agree. Okay, um, Campbell underscore 88. Raiders should give White in a Hulk jersey every week. He's been possessed this game. Did have a good game. Scarecrow 23, and did you get paid? Scarecrow 23, if you tipped the Tigers last night and tipped the Raiders tonight, you're a cunt. Well, I, I put that in there because he tweeted yeah. it. He went early when it was like 18, 18 nothing. I did actually tip the Raiders. And so you would and have been, I got nothing. You would have been pretty happy. Uh, Freak 09. Edric Lee's trip was a 3 out of 10 on the Josh Reynolds scale. <laughs> and he actually copied, he actually tweeted that to Josh Reynolds. Nice so, one. well done. And Solzy, who's in the chat room He's at the moment. He's very unattractive, but he has some decent-sized testicles. Solzy 4 Not much I can say about that. At least we saved our positive for and against. If Raiders make it, they'll be semis cannon fodder. Look, they're not going to make it because the West Tigers are going to charge up the ladder and sneak into eighth. You need to really get over that because it's just not going to happen. You guys are so far below mathematical that I don't even know what to say. You're not even mathematical. You, you ever, can't be done. Did you ever do maths at Campbelltown High? No, I didn't. Did you ever fail as miserably as I did? No. Tigers are a mathematical chance. The mighty Manly Sea Eagles, 44, defeated the Brisbane Broncos, 14. Just 14 points. The Brisbane Broncos got top of the ladder, flying high. They could only get 14. Uh, took place at Central Coast Stadium, formerly Blue Tongue, etc., etc. 16,280 people in attendance saw Rugby League miracle-making at its finest. Now, <clears throat> Manly, it's going to take a while to get through all these try scorers. Tommy Turbo with a double. Kieran Foran with a double. Jamie Lyon. Jesse Senny Lafau. Felitti Mateo. And Justin Horro all scored tries. Jamie Lyon, six from eight. Only missed some absolute sideline conversions. It was a great effort. Defeat the Brisbane Broncos, 14. Maranta, consistently their best player. <laughs> Justin Hodges. Jack Reed scored tries. And might I say, <clears throat> Maranta scored off a forward pass. That's so rest fault even when you win. Justin Hodges caught a lucky bounce when um you know when it was four on one and Tafua um, grabbed the ball, and I can't remember the Jack Reed one, but I mean you know there's something to do with that one as well. <laughs> Mr. Wars is loving it, and uh, yeah, Corey Parker couldn't kick a goal because he's old, and Jordan Carr who got one from two. I think the Broncos were due a flat performance. They've shown patches of it in recent weeks, and. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, Broncos fans thought that it might have been coming. Uh, I think Cruzy might have taken time out from consuming a fucking half a cow to tweet something along those lines, and I must say I agree. They really put 80 minutes of it together in this game. On the same night that Brisbane were, were very, very flat, Manly were as irresistible as Chapo's real dog is to him on a Sunday morning. They, uh, they come out of the blocks with, you know... Relentless pressure uh, and aggression in attack and defence. That you know, it was mainly it was mainly at their best from from you know previous years, and, and nothing like the wooden spooners that they are this year. 
Look, um, I, I, would, I, would, I, I haven't want finished yet, Nathan. If, for fuck's sake, if you talk over me, I've got two bottles here and I'll glass you with I want to say, though, even, shut your fucking I don't want to say they're best. I want to say even better than their best. Even better than 2008 grand final best. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Ludicrous. Jamie Lyon, and I know you've got plenty to say, so I'll get this out of the way. Jamie Lyon. <laughs> I'm losing my voice, so I'm really... I that motherfucker had a, game, a first half for the ages, I'll say. Yeah, he had a great game, game all around. Game, really, but, yeah. but really, that first half was, was fucking so impressive and I'm loath to fucking rap Jamie Lyon because I think he looks a lot like the animals that he hunts um, he the fattest if, looking skinny person on if, earth if he played for New South Wales in this past 10 years or so he changes the course of, of origin history I'm not saying that, that New South Wales win 8 in a row yep. but he, he wins him a game here or there and possibly a series Yep. Playing like that. Yep. In my humble opinion. Just a fucking fantastic, pure footballer. Doesn't look like it. Looks like a homeless person, quite <laughs> frankly. But he and Jonathan Thurston are probably the purest footballers in the NRL today. Wow. High praise indeed. It's incredible. Is that all you got to say? Oh, I figured you were going to carry on, so I'm just going to drink, <coughs> drink my cider and... Um, when it clicks, when it all comes together, the sinews align. You streamer, 8741, identify yourself, please. Oh, these people who don't sign in, I came here to fuck Glenn and chew bubblegum and I'm all out of bubblegum. Now look, this uh, DJ explains his turbo over Hiku. Of course, although Hiku, when he's put in a centre position and in the second half he dropped back to full back a little bit as well because Brett Stewart wasn't there. Um, in the centre, Hiku, Hiku's fine. In my opinion, I think he's, he's fine as a centre with someone out because it, it naturally lends itself to his his natural tendency to get sucked into the centre third channel of the field, and it's not as damaging when he's in the centre if he gets sucked in because there's still going to be a winger out there on his on his right or whatever to or left wherever he's, you know, he is to take care of it. Now, like just but when it clicks, it fucking clicks like that try for Jesse Senior when the boy and Jamie Lyon probably could have scored himself. Turns around. Drops a little kick in. There's no you know, way he could have scored himself. Just unbelievable. There's absolutely no way he would have scored Tommy himself. Tommy Turbo, I think it was his was his second try. Lyon could have definitely got the corner of that one, but instead he flicked his it, first try. He flicked his first Did you even watch the fucking game? I'm just. It's just. There's so many tries. It's really fucking hard to keep track. <laughs> this is the problem. There's just so many fucking tries. I mean, how often do you see a game with so many fucking tries scored on one team's ledger? It's just absolutely incredible. I mean, the biggest victory Manly have ever had over the Broncos. And let me tell you, they've had some fucking tremendous victories over the Broncos, but none finer than this one. If the only thing that could have improved this game is if it was in the finals or a grand final, because the fucking tears. I mean, there was a lot of tears. Don't get me wrong. There was a lot of tears. I mean, you know, Noah didn't have to grab his arc just quite yet, but there was a lot of tears. I mean, you know, it was up to the ankles. You know, people were getting worried. But it's just, it's just it reminds you. It just reminds you of why, why you love the fucking team, like how how magnificent they are. Because you've forgotten. It's just. Had you forgotten, sometimes, Nathan? Sometimes, sometimes you need to be reminded of just how beautiful a game rugby league can be. But um, the fact of the matter is, a win is a win. But this was just just beautiful rugby league, and there's a there's a difference. I mean, it's just an incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Where was the forty nil? I wish it was. I wish it was forty. I wish it was forty nil. But uh, at the end of the day, the Broncos had this coming. They fucking deserve it. Their fans deserve it. I hope they enjoyed it. 
it's over now for the Broncos. They don't need they don't need to feel that pain anymore. They're not going to have to worry about Manly again this season because they're probably going to get arsehole out of the finals before Manly come come up against them again. As Chapo now would it's say, other teams' problems. No more tears, only dreams only, now. Only dreams, Sam. No more tears. You'll be you'll be knocked out before we get to you in the finals. Don't worry about it, mate. Now it's other fucking teams' problems, like your fucking rabbit eyes this week, Raiders, Parramatta, Cronulla. All shithouse teams who are going to bow down as Manly go from last to the finals. I think the first time in history anyone's done it so late, you know, being late so last so late in the season. And um, we're going to take a premiership from last. And my God, you think there was fucking tears for this game? You motherfuckers just wait until Manly lifting the trophy and your premature ejaculators will all have to fucking bow down to your masters. Jesus. Ryan Finance. I hate Manly, but right now they have a bit of 2009 Parramatta about them. Hopefully a slight bit better. DCE is the Jeff Robson in that equation. Pickers Yobbo. Is this the first time that we've had a tweet from Pickers Yobbo? I think it might be. It struck me as a new um, pumpkin picker Yobbo. As a Knights fan who has to hate Manly, but what they did to twos, I'm cheering them on to make the eight and beyond. Then hope they suck next year. DeLorean Gray. Dear Broncos... Form is temporary, class is permanent. Shane Aaron Elvis, and that is exactly why I hate slash respect Manly. You just cannot count them out ever. Lions kick to Senator Lafau was also superb. Uh, Shunter eighty six. Who I must I just want to give a shout out to Shunter. He was on fire during this round. Like Daredevil, Manly have adopted the Netflix format of great binge watchable performances in a condensed time frame. Hash top eight pound. <laughs> Kieran Coran. So many tries, so much masturbation. Hash go Manly. Andy Seegs, I hope Hunt was playing close attention to the masterclass DCE so generously offered. And uh, I'm just watching the... Uh, <laughs> I'm just watching the chat room for a moment there. <laughs> um, well, he said, hang on a minute. Glenn's De Niro says, lies, Nate. You, just, you want the ultimate decline like everyone else. No, I sincerely don't because of, because the Tigers are playing a lot of teams that are in the mix for the, the final position in the eight and they're not playing Manly. So they can beat all those teams. It's, I, I hope they do. Um, Bay Bay BNC. Pity Glenn's team couldn't get up this weekend. Hash we. <laughs> and uh, Queens, yeah. Queenslander 22. Um, the loss we needed to have. Um, well, it's a loss you were, it's, it's a loss that you were absolutely smashed. It was it smashed up your anuses, and you didn't have a choice in the matter. You just got smashed. Okay. Um, I don't really want to move on. Let's go to the chat room and look at some tears. Cruzy, Nate, get off the crack, bro. Um, some of the audio dropped out. Okay, whatever. Um, translator, it's a live dot, dot, dot show. Why did Tigers and Manly have to win this week? I know, I know. Mr. Wars is saying stuff that's censored, so I'd love to know what's going on in there. Um, and yeah, let's move on to the St. George Illawarra Dragons 46. Defeated the Newcastle Knights 24 at Jubilee Oval, just over 10,000 shit cunts in attendance. And um, actually, no, the good guys. It was the ones, it was the ones, oh, I, I apologise, it was the ones that weren't there that are shit cunts. Um, the, the Dragons, a double to Josh Dugan, Gareth Widdop. 
Mitch Rain, Tyson Frizzell, Benji Marshall, Will Matthews also with, all with tries. Uh, Gareth Widdop, seven of seven conversions, two of two penalty goals. Perfect day of the boot. Defeat the Knights, 24. Kirk Gidley, Clydesdale, Mamo, Nathan Ross, Tyler Randall, and uh, Tyron Roberts, two of five conversions. A sprinkle of Benji Marshall's magic dust almost makes you forget all the dumb stuff he does. Almost. He uh, pulled out a few moments in this game, the ball to uh, to Dugan. The, uh, the fucking, the dummy, the run, the catch, the try. It was, uh, it was almost Benji at his best. He, uh, it was it was probably only fitting that on a day where one team was sporting Spider-Man jerseys, a fan base dealt, <coughs> sorry, a fan base dealt out some of their own special kind of spiderwebs. And God bless those dragon sickos. I'm talking about you, De Niro, Trotters. Just uh, having a quick look at the chat because I'm being slandered here. Gregson. Talking about a 26-slash-27-year-old rookie. This is a man that is going to be playing football in 2016 on crutches. What a moment. What a moment that'll be. Matty McPhee. He's loving it. He's lo- <laughs> Simon Benji is a fat old censored. Yes, yes, I agree he is. He's, uh, Devonhead's got plenty to say. What a surprise. He's oinking up a storm. Match of the round, I doubt it. We've already been through the Tigers game, champ. Super duper sore. I was shopping when this game was on and was nowhere near a radio or a TV. I think you were looting, is what you're doing. Let's be fair. Chapo, there he is, my old mate. Shunter is tougher than Glenn. Wouldn't. Wouldn't doubt that for a second, mate. I, I do believe Shunter probably is tougher than me. You know what's not tougher than me? Shunter's bones. And that's the problem. All right, so we're going to move on to Twitter for that game. No, I haven't finished yet, oh, Nathan. Finished I've it? got a little bit more to say. Well, go on then. Fucking say that shit while I'm taking a piss or something. The Newcastle Knights, does anyone hang on to their fucking old boy mystique more than the Newcastle Knights? Remember when they had that old that old boy day thing? And it would well, just, they like, have they, it every they, year. Yeah but, yeah, but remember they'd do it and it used to almost be like a guaranteed win for them sure. as well, like the way they used to play. That was before they got shit. But you can't really tap into the sacked coach mojo and guarantee yourself a win after your coach has been sacked by hiring an old boy that knows nothing about fucking coaching. Danny <laughs> Badiris is head coach. Give me a break. Like, give it... Like, they, didn't, they didn't bounce back, but I mean... He picked... I mean, we said it last week. He picked players in that lineup that I genuinely did not know still played rugby league. And I'm looking at Kirk Clint. Gidley. I'm looking at Newton, especially. Now, Landrigan Matt, a.k.a. the Aussiest man alive, Lando. I understand Glenn better after the Dragons yesterday. I can only imagine that many years of Benji. Ash PTSD. <laughs> Troy underscore 79. Dragons lose seven straight. They beat Newcastle and they're now back. Ha, 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 ha. Matty McP25. Not the best opposition, but a win like that will get our confidence back. Our season starts now. G Campbell underscore 88. A bounce back win from a sack coach only works if your edges can defend. Matautia, Tumavave, Roberts and Gagai's defense is thumbs down emoticon. Shunt 86. Is Gagai really that bad a defender? I didn't think he was that bad, to be honest. But, you know, some of the other ones, like that Matautia... 
honestly, what this time last year he was the fucking greatest thing since you know in Tim Sheens' mind. Well, no, but I mean, even in the in the NRL in general, he was like. You know the, the the whole brothers they had the package deal though. You know they were the hottest you know sort of contract situation going around. Then Sione gets the call off for Australia at the end of the season, things like. Dead set. The perms hamstering it up, eating his young, fucking hacking on Gregson. Jeez. Fucking Jesus. Speaking of Gregson, Shana eighty six. Spider Knights are in desperate need of another reboot. No need to call Kevin Feige. Just stop hiring fucking old boys. Hash for the boys. <laughs> Question from Super Duper Saul. Does Nate cover his office furniture with plastic each week? No. Why would I need to? Um, actually, yeah. Guys complaining about the ads in the chat room. What ads are you getting this this year? I mean, we've had the you know, the classics, the LucasAid. We've had the, the Wild Turkey and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so interested to see if you're getting ads as much, what the ads are for, and so on and so forth. South Sydney Rabbitohs 20 to feed the Penrith Panthers 16 at ANZ, crowd of just under 13,500. The uh, Rabbits tries to John Sutton, Alex Johnson, Dylan Walker, uh, Adam Reynolds, three of three conversions and a penalty. The Panthers 16 came from tries to Sigiaro, Bryce Cartwright, Lewis Brown, Jamie Stout, two of three conversions. The Penny showed a lot of heart in this game. They were in it all the way. Unfortunately, they went a long way to beating themselves. They uh, the game was theirs for the taking, and uh, they they failed to capitalise on their opportunities to to squeak out what would have been a pretty fucking impressive win, given some of the the cattle that the Rabbitohs trotted out against them, um, and the injury issues that the Panthers have had. I just got the feeling when it came down to the business end of the game with 15 to go, South really showed their class and come up with with the play to win it, and uh, and Penrith. Try as they might, uh, they scored a late try, which, which you know, raised hopes that they might have been able to get a, a bit of a miracle at the end. But South just uh, just had that ounce more class on the day, and, and I think a full strength Penrith might have even got there. But um, look, unfortunately, their injury worries and, and players that they've had out, and they had guys still out there on one leg against the Rabbitohs team. That's that's really steadily. Uh, building towards what will be a fairly uh, extensive finals campaign in my eyes. They, uh, they certainly uh, did themselves proud, the, the pennies and, uh, and their fans and their, their cheerleaders. And uh, their cheerleaders, mostly their cheerleaders. Look, I've seen uh, Gus on Twitter, and, and, and most of the fans are actually taking this game as a pretty positive thing, considering the injuries they have um, you know, at the moment. I mean, the way they put in after getting you know, fucking hammered two weeks ago you know, by the storm, is, it's improving. I mean, they're, they're done for the season, and they've been crueled by injuries, and um, you know, they haven't been able to rise above the injuries, unfortunately, for them. But uh, you know, how, many years, how many years left on the five-year plan? What year are we in now? Three. Does it pause in the case of biscuititis, or I don't know? They kept rolling through when when Shunter was was held up in hospital. True, true. So yeah, not quite sure. Um, not many tweets on this one. Surprisingly, uh, Shunter eighty six is so brave, but not quite there. The kids will be better for the experience, but only if they're not crippled by our shitty strength and conditioning. Ryan Finance. What is it in the water at Penrith? Is it the water? Is it the, the um, cold fucking winters? Is it just make it? Their bones are contracting. They're snapping. I, I honestly just think it's bad fucking luck. 
uh, you know, why all of a sudden... Why words all, of a man that is getting Ronnie Palmer as your trainer next year. Yeah, allegedly. Hopefully it is bad luck then, hey? <laughs> Otherwise we'll end up with another year. Uh, Ryan Finance. Another year of what, Nathan? Another year of injuries. Another year of another in- contending another year. for last place. It sounds like you've given up and you're just... We're not contending on being last a character. What are you about? It sounds like you're just playing a character for the sake of the show. But we when have the, never, in the, cold in the history day, of the club, contended for last place, In the cold light of day, you know what's really... What you've got in store. That's what, what, that's, what have I got in store? Finals again for like, what, 11th year in a row? We'll see. It's getting fucking monotonous, but we'll take it. I mean, it's, it's kind of boring. I'll give you something that's time. fucking monotonous. What a West Tigers recap. Ryan Finance, quasi crush a tackle that could have crushed a tackle. Counting that at your pucket anus. <laughs> yeah, fucking 14 seconds of monotony. <laughs> <laughs> quasi crush a tackle that could have torn both hamstrings. Ron Palmer calls it a concussion. Hashtag question Ron, hashtag no to sports science. We got a lot of tweets about that, which is the reason why. <laughs> the, the best one. What did I say? Did I say Clive Palmer? Oh, did you? No. Did you really? I, I heard you say Ronnie Palmer, but maybe that's because I was expecting to expecting to hear. But um, what did I say? I t- oh, look, Lanier, <laughs> there he is. Oh, snap! Nate said name. something. Goddamn oh, right. I love what your Nate said. <laughs> Nate typed something. Oh, I love what Nate typed. <laughs> Nate lays a fucking coil in the toilet. Oh, I love what Nate just did there. I loved his work. Shunda's come in and said that the five-year plan was about making Penrith competitive again and restoring the junior pipeline. Premierships were never part of it, but I think consistent top eight finishes were supposed to be. Oh, okay. So, like, when Manly had their five-year plan... Yes, hand-cushion. That's what I was trying to think of. So, when, so when Manly had their five-year plan, they, they got the grand final in, what, the fourth year and won it, won it by the greatest margin in history in the fifth year, I believe. Um, so, yeah, you know, maybe you need to get a better five-year plan or, you know, set loftier goals for yourself. Just saying, Gussie. That's all I'm saying. Oh, so you, did, you must have said Clive Palmer. No, I didn't. Think no, Clive Palmer? I said Clive Palmer. Surely not. Well, it's all on tape anyway, so we'll, uh, yeah... So, I love what you did there, Nate. Fuck <laughs> off, Kurt. <laughs> Vintage Glenn. <sighs> and finally, a bit early for Spooner Palooza, but fucking certainly a, a worthy entry. The Gold Coast. If there's Lions. any Titans or Eels fans listening or on the chat, um, this is going to be a pretty quick recap because this game was fucking woeful. Gold Coast Titans 24 defeat the Parramatta Eels 14. Monday night foot bitch. 7,496, they called it. Uh, I guess the last three digits. You picked the last three digits or the first three digits, you're probably closer to the crowd there. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans, 24 came from tries to LG McDonald with a double, James Roberts with a try, Aiden Caesar, four from four conversions. The Eels, 14, came from tries to Junior Polo, Nathan Peets, Farimo, one of three from uh, old Sexy Eyes, the new Sexy Eyes. The new Sexy Eyes. Reese Robertson. <laughs> They're not. They're not. They're creepy. Eyes. Well, sexy in that dark, in that dark, rapey kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> the sexy eyes. Sexy eyes. You, t- you don't want to see in a dark alleyway. I've watched the West Tigers at their absolute worst this year, and this game was immeasurably worse than that. And that's fucking saying something. Because yeah. there's been at times this year where I, if I could have had better aim. And a sharper knife, I would have hacked off my own penis. <laughs> Why? 
as poor rugby league or being subjected to poor examples of rugby league by your chosen side, why does it, why is the thing you're going to cutting your penis off? Cutting off my own penis would be less pain than watching the way the Tigers have played at times this year. So you know not you, Friday night. You know it would be less pain, You know what would be less painful than than watching the Tigers. Well, not cutting your penis off. Like anything would be less painful. No, this is where you I disagree. Just, you don't. You don't need to subject yourself to pain just because the Tigers are shit and 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 leading contenders for the spoon. Well, it's a bit hard to be a leading contender for the spoon when you're fourteen. When you're all the way up in fourteenth. <laughs> uh, for and against shit's some powerful thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's the over-under on the amount of complete and utter vuvuzelas the Titans and all the Eels have been involved in since the inception of this show? Gold Coast Titans have um, they've joined the... Um, Newcastle was, Knights have been right up there too at times. It was a triumvirate between the Sharks, who can still fucking forget their place in the ladder. They, they can, can still they drag can a game with the vuvuzela. Yeah. It, was, it was always like a combination of the, of the Knights, the Eels, or the Sharks. But the Gold Coast Titans, I think, are, are gaining admittance to that conference. Yeah. The only thing that makes Gold Coast Titan games and Newcastle this year their games more more entertaining is the fact they get pumped so hard you see tons of tries from your team. So it's not as bad as like you know like a Sharks v Eels sort of situation. But yeah, James Roberts is he a is he that loyal that he's going to hang around at the Titans or? Well, he's re-upped, so yeah, I guess. <sighs> I just he appreciates the. Um, and, the, and the second chances, the redemption, fair, and yeah, the fine he, cocaine. Uh, he is a the finest yayo from southeast <laughs> Queensland. He is a redemption story. Um, I just, I, I can't help but think, you know. The Tigers have been trotting out Deloise Hoyter, and I like the kid. I like him. They've been putting Kyle Lovett. I, I love the man. I love Sarge. Fucking James Roberts in the centres for the West Tigers. <laughs> fucking please just don't even bother every March just write us a check send us the fucking trophy and everyone go to Bali early <laughs> is that it? that's it Shane Aaron Elvis I can't help but think in this Spoonapalooza Sandow would have made the difference he would have asked some questions I'll tell you one some thing. Some of the questions would have been, why are you people watching Rugby League because this is fucking appalling? Other questions might have been, can, can you fucking lay a finger on me? The thing about Sandow is, sure, he couldn't tackle and didn't really have a defensive mindset to get get involved in the rough stuff. Sure. He had a shit attitude. was probably poisonous to the morale of the team. Sure. Was sucking up a lot of salary cap. Sure. Put was spending that salary cap in the pokies. What he could do, though... You could pass the ball to Semi Radradra and let that motherfucker go and score a trial six. Yes, yes, he could. That's that's what they needed. Um, Shunter eighty six. James Roberts's try should have been disallowed. You're not allowed to overtake a turning semi. <laughs> that's creative. Mup twenty three. I've paid my dues. Time after time, I've done my sentence. We committed, committed no, no crime. Friend. Beautiful stuff. It's hard to say the Tigers are the champions, although what they have done is put the pressure on the Tigers, though, meaning they have to keep winning if they want to evade this and, spoon. And they will, on their way to eighth spot. On their way to probably 11th. But yeah, I agree with you otherwise. Paraman Mark II, who's not here tonight because he's at the, at the WWE in Brisbane, I think. Highlight of my Monday night footbitch experience. He went there. 
taking my three-year-old to her first game and seeing her excitement. The low light, para. <laughs> and he had the, he had his little girl in a fucking Parramatta jersey too. The children of the, the, you know, I believe the children of the future dress them in a good jersey and show them the fucking way. <laughs> Andy Just underscore under Seags. Under no circumstances, let them pick their own fucking team. No. Andy underscore Seags. Hey, para fans, remember round one when you owned Manly were finals bound and Manly were spoon bound? How's that working out for you now? <laughs> Corey Davis 03. What's the difference between Seabus and Hope Solo's vagina? There's some people out there who want to be inside at Solo's vagina. <laughs> and um, what do we got there? Oh, everyone's loving Sandow. James Roberts. Yeah, Shunter said he wishes that James Roberts didn't punch on with Idris. And when you think of what Idris has done afterward, yeah, two fifths of fuck all. Um, and yeah, what becomes the de- what becomes the de facto graveyard game if Monday Night Football scrap next year? Maybe Thursday night, Penrith versus St George would be a good test of the Thursday night Vuvuzela. I don't. A Thursday night would have a novelty value for a little while. I think it would take a while to shake out because Monday really is like you know it's the first day of the working week. I mean, Thursday you're still kind of like fuck. I can go out have some beers at the game, suffer through Friday, and then it's the weekend. Yeah. But Monday, Mon- Monday like, you can't oh, do that. That's a, yeah, this is the start of the week. You just you, you know you got to do it. So yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Previews kicking off Friday night football. Brisbane Broncos take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, Suncorp Stadium. What do you got? I'll be at this game. Interesting to see whether the, the, the Broncos can put last week's drubbing behind them and, and come back uh, nice and strong. I'll be sitting with my mate who's a mad Bulldogs fan. So uh, he'll be gronking it up in the fucking highest order. It's going to be very painful. <laughs> if I'm sitting next to fucking Jackson. <laughs> no one wants that. Look, I, I think the Broncos will be happy to be back at home on a Friday night. Familiar territory. Uh, and look, dogs coming off a loss as well. They they would have exerted a lot of energy in that game last week, and uh, I think the Broncos might get home. Look, I've got um, well in my notes here. I've written that the people I've seen, you know, uh, media people and and Gus Gould for some reason, very high on the dogs. He keeps saying, oh, yeah, I see the dogs in the top four and all this sort of thing, you know, completely at odds to the evidence of, you know, their performances and whatever. The Broncos got absolutely humiliated last week. Surely there's a bounce-back factor. Yeah, they, to they that. won't play that like at that home. two weeks in a row. <clears throat> not not on Wayne Bennett's watch. This is a, the, the thing is, they'll play as well as they're fucking told to play by their opposition. And Manly told them, you know, just, why do you come here? We don't like your kind. <laughs> Here, take this flogging right up the ass. I think Brisbane bounce back. I think it's a good a good bounce back thing for their forwards too because they, you know, they've got to fight against a, a, a sizable dog's pack. However, I think that this fast brand of football that the Broncos play through the forwards, I think it's just going to fucking... You know, they might have some tough times early, 
Yeah, the last but 10 the, or 15 of each as, half. As the game wears on, though, they're just going to fucking run these fat cunts ragged and win easily, in my opinion. There you go, Sammy. Also on Friday night, the match of the round, the mighty Manly Sea Eagles take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs at Brookvale Oval, Fortress Brookvale, and uh, this one. Peter Hickou named on the wing instead of Tommy Turbo. I hope that there's a late substitution there. I mean, when you've got a team clicking and you've got a situation where you've got the uh, a player that just seems to slot in and do everything right and, you know, you're not conceding tries down that side and everything, you've got to fucking go with your winning team no matter what, you know, egos and things like that may be, may be hurt and bruised. Um, uh, hopefully, we get a late substitution there. But <clears throat> I just think that Manly at the moment... The belief is back. They've got the fucking desire. They've got. They know they. They've left their run so fucking late, but they've got the desire to keep it going. The way that results are panning out, they may only need to win another three games, but I think that they'll want to get all five of them, and um, and you know get as high up that up the table as they can. And um, unfortunately for the Rabbitohs, just another victim on the way. I think the Rabbitohs extinguish Manly's fucking faint, faint finals dream um, and, you know, pave the way for the for the West Tigers to, to storm into eighth spot in a few weeks' time. And mark my words, it'll be a glorious day when that happens. But uh, in this game, I think the Rabbitohs are building. I think they're, they're working their way towards, a, as I said before, a fairly extensive finals campaign and... And title defence, and I think it's going to actually help them, the form that Manly are in at the moment and the mindset that Manly are in because the Rabbitohs will know they'll be up for a big game. Uh, it's away from home. They'll be right up for it. Um, I think Greg Inglis gets them home. I want to throw some names. Alec Johnson, Bryson Goodwin, Aaron Gray, taking on the likes of Steve Matai, George Tafua, Brett Stewart, maybe Tommy Turbo, Jamie Lyon. Peter honestly, Hickey, Matt Ballon. Honestly, Manly going to win this game by 30. The juggernaut's unstoppable at this point. And what, now the Rabbitohs, they're going to have to lick their wounds and think about who they're going to flog next week because this week they're getting their fucking asses kicked by a team of destiny, team with desire. You're talking about the Rabbitohs building. Oh, the Rabbitohs are building. They're going to have an extensive finals. Well, fucking Manly are built. They're a fully formed fucking premiership team of destiny winning machine. Or last two weeks ago. They were building Rabbitohs, then. Rabbitohs 13 plus. They were building then. Now they're built. Team of Destiny, Premiership winning fucking juggernaut, and the Rabbitohs can't do a fucking thing about it. The New Zealand Warriors take on the St. George Illawarra Dragons Westpac Stadium, 3pm. It's the first game on Sunday. Look. The Warriors. Last week. Could have, should have, didn't. This week, they come up against the might of Benji Marshall, Josh Dugan, and fuck all else. Dragons by plenty. New Zealand Warriors, uh, they, they, were never, they were never like a, a fantastic defensive outfit. They weren't so... They, I wouldn't go so far as saying that they were like the vintage West Tigers when they were like, well, we'll score more points. But they certainly did rely on Sean Johnson to you know get them over the line point-wise. And um, yeah, so look, I think they're done. Their season's done. I think they'll struggle to, to score many more points on the table 
you know, the, what they've sure. got. They started, the, the decline started, they were, they were in the finals. They were, they were pressing like, you know, they were even like a sort of a dark horse top four team. Take Remove Johnson from the equation and it's just a free fall at the moment and they're going to finish closer to the bottom of the table than not. And uh, this is just going to be another one. I mean, it's unfortunate that the St. George Illawarra Dragons get to be the beneficiary. I'm sure everyone wants to play New Zealand anywhere over the last five weeks of the competition. However, Dragons get them this time. Dragons get the win. Warriors are fucking smashed as Uncle Bully at this point, so good night. Cronulla Sutherland Sharks take on the North Queensland Cowboys at the tip at Ramondas. Cowboys have been really good away from home this season. Uh, Sharkies. What to do about the Sharkies? I just... They're such a repugnant, boring side. I, I just... I can't see them beating... Having enough... To, to challenge the Warriors, uh, sorry, challenge the Cowboys on the scoreboard. They just don't ask enough questions. They're not creative enough, um, and they don't uh, create enough pressure with their attack to to trouble a side like the Warriors. And I think they might really struggle to handle Tamalolo. Um, Jeff Robson will get some more tackling practice. If he thought Matulino was hard, wait till he sees fucking Tamalolo. Coming at him, I uh, I expect a Cowboys victory here, and the Sharkies to uh, yeah, people talking about the Sharkies for top four. Please cut your tongues out. Yeah, I mean they they they've fallen. They've Bradburyed their way. 30. They've Bradburyed their way in the top four, and away from home it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean shit for the Cowboys this year. They don't give a fuck, and that's the only thing that I mean. Cronulla, they've got this innate ability to drag teams down to their level and beat them. But I think the Cowboys, after the gift they got from Manly last week, the Cowboys are really in the hunt for the minor premiership now. They've got to win. They they're just too fucking good for these shitheads, and they're gonna and they're gonna show them. Cronulla, the bubble's gonna burst. They may finish out of the eight. Yeah, I said it. Parramatta Eels take on the Penrith Panthers. This one is up in uh, Darwin, isn't it? Tio Stadium. Yep. T. I-O. That's how that song goes, isn't it? I have no idea what you're singing. Ah, oh, that's unfortunate. Look, the Eels are going to get a fucking hammering in this game. The Panthers are going to have one last hurrah and fucking take their frustrations out on the hapless Parramatta Eels. Jamie Soward, uh, he's probably going to have to do it on his own. Will Smith, world's worst fullback. Currently playing fullback in the NRL. Um... I think Bryce Cartwright and, and, and Jamie Sowd are more than enough, but they'll be handily uh, backed up by James Seguiaro uh, controlling the ruck there. Even with Nathan Peets back, I think uh, it's too big an assignment for Parra, and I think Penrith will uh, control the game and, and, and put a reasonable performance together and, and win by approximately somewhere between 18 and 64 points. I've uh, got written here on my notes, biscuits versus shit cunts. Biscuits win. Okay. I, don't, I don't think it's going to be a, a particularly attractive game of football or a particularly amazing performance from Penrith. They're going to lack the cohesion that you know that they've lacked all season. But <clears throat> I think that um, Parramatta are dead set diabolical at the moment. Absolutely diabolical. Um, no future, no hope. They're marking time, hoping that... Um, Kieran Foran comes and saves him next year. But as for this year, on the way to Bali, boys. 
Chicken time. Melbourne Storm take on the Gold Coast Titans down in Melbourne at Amy Park. This one is a Sunday, the early Sunday game. Storm by 56. Oh, minimum by half time. Storm will be smarting after being absolutely discombobulated last week by the West Tigers. Um, I don't know if their confidence is going to be fully intact after such a horrible loss. Um, some would say they'll never recover. Some will say they'll never be the same. What about the bounce back factor though? Maybe some will say that. that they fell so hard and so far that they can't possibly bounce back that high. But they will bounce back enough to beat the Gold Coast Titans All by right. a thousand. All right, all right. Yeah, so fifty-six is a more realistic. Um, look, you know, the Titans. You can you can get your home game. You can have a a, a wonderful performance from Aiden Caesar. What a future in the house for the Gold Coast he would have had if they had assigned him. True. I think the Gold Coast <laughs> should take some games to Melbourne because if it's one thing they know, it's playing in front of shit crowds. Shit empty crowds. Um, yeah, Storm by 56. I'll stand by that. Newcastle Knights take on the Sydney Roosters. This one, for whatever reasons, on Channel 9. The fuck were they thinking? I mean, Newcastle, when they, when they scheduled this round of action, Newcastle, it was after April. Do you remember... Well, you might you probably don't remember. You've probably read stories. You're a, you're a learned type of guy. Uh, when they used to get a bunch of fucking Christians and throw them into a pit and throw some fucking lines at them and watch the Christians get ripped to shreds by the lines. Yeah. And people found that entertaining. Yeah. It's part of the reason why this game's on Channel 9. But then they'll complain about Cecil getting killed when the humans fucking strike back. Yeah. But if you just picture the Knights... Are the fucking Christians and the Roosters are the fucking Lions. Yep. The motherfucking Lions, Nathan. Yep. The Christians are getting fucked up, that's all I'm saying. Is 40 points margin too much or too little? Not nearly enough. We're getting to that stage of the season where teams are fucking quitting, and the first team to do that is the Newcastle Knights. Who quit on the 1st of May. Exactly. <laughs> oh, where are we? Oh, of course, what else? Monday night foot bitch, the Canberra Raiders versus the West Tigers. Down in Canberra, cold-ass fucking Canberra on a Monday night. The Raiders, they'll be sitting back and they'll think, you know what, it's it's fucking winter. It's cold. You know where we live? Canberra. It's fucking cold down here. Teams don't want to come here because it's too cold. They can't get their groove on. They freeze up. They can't play football and we win. That's how we do it. That's how we've been doing it for years. You know what the West Tigers have got? They've got a fucking James Tedesco heater. And it gets so fucking hot. It gets so hot, Nathan, that it fucking will emanate. It will emanate the type of heat that's not been seen in Canberra since prehistoric times. It'll, Canberra, it's going to get so fucking hot in Canberra, they think they've collided with the fucking sun. <sighs> but no, it's just going to be James Tedesco and the Tigers by 40. I'll tell you he's going to break a sweat in Canberra. Yeah, the who? fucking scoreboard attendant racking up the Tigers' points. Okay, so I've got here uh, West Tigers to win because it would do their very good buddies Manly a massive solid. The only team that can keep Manly out of the eight at this point is the Canberra Raiders. This is one that they'd probably have penciled in as a win. But I think the West Tigers can carry on their great form. And uh, it would have been easier if Blake Austin had been suspended. Don't get me wrong. Should have probably got four weeks. But 
be that as it may, I think the West Tigers... Look forward to next week saying, I thought Blake Austin played well. Until he got carried off because he could no longer fucking take the beating that was being delivered by the West Tigers. He's got dehydrated from running back behind the post so many times throughout exactly. the course of the match. Yep. Yep. And okay. dealing with the fucking heat emanating from the West Tigers' side, such as their attack, their scintillating attack. Blistering. And we got, uh, yeah, Shunter said, uh, positive, James Tedesco's knee will be iced up during the game. And we had, uh, where is he, some guy... Of all people to fucking criticise someone for an injury. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> and uh, some guy seven said the last six rounds were only scheduled about a month ago. Yeah, yeah, we know, mate. But I mean, Newcastle, they, they've been shit all year. They've been shit except since for the, you know that first few games they won. They've been shit since the first of May, maybe even earlier than that. So that, that's what I'm saying. They've been shit for so fucking long. Who could possibly schedule them in a in a in a, in a game where the Roosters have been you know building and pressing for finals? You know, it's been fairly obvious for you know well outside the window of that that uh, that that scheduling. Uh, period. So yeah, West Tigers the win. I don't care how much. I just want to see. Him. I just want to see him win. Okay. That is full time for episode 200. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Uh, make sure you hit the like button, share our posts around. You guys got uh, well and truly on the sharing about this live episode, so thank you very much for that. iTunes, we got two new reviews this week. The first one, the first one from someone by the name of uh, Jay Fligge five stars awesome podcast nothing but truth and laughs been on board for a few weeks cheers to dad for the tip off wow so um yeah who's who's your father who's, who's your, your daddy who is your daddy and what does he do <laughs> well he, he gives you the, he gives you the good uh, the good word up on the uh the um the my podcast daddy's name's Nate you should listen gives to me horsey rods and Ask me who my daddy is, and I tell him, but he keeps on asking. <laughs> who is your daddy, and what do you... And you would get that reference, right? Nope. Really? Not even that one? No. Okay, people still like, oh, the print, the print, the print. What the fuck? Where's the print? Get into it, motherfuckers. Get into it. It's got to keep you on the line, you know? Um, yes, that song was Electric Six, by the way. Um, second one. By Bob Sap Tap. <laughs> I judo chop a bloke to listen to it five stars. I remember when I used to go to the pub with my mates and talk league, beers and coffee, get blind drunk and everyone was happy. Halcyon days. Nowadays, due to the home Hitler and three-year-old genetic material, I'm restricted in my participation <laughs> of such activities. <laughs> These two dudes talking replicate some of those good times. Glenn, that one mate you could always rag on and he, would take it to, and he wouldn't take it to heart. Nate, that mate who always argues why his team's the best ever and drinks way too much of the manly Kool-Aid. These two have a great sense of humour and social justice. The interaction with fans slash fellow Twill members is something special. Everyone is an equal and everyone is a target, which is a perfect group of mates. My recommendation, if it meant I had to judo chop a bloke in the throat to listen to this podcast, someone's going to be talking like Gary Larson. And that is from uh, our mate uh, Mitch the Geo on Twitter. Beautiful. Beautiful review and, and especially one to have on the, uh, on the 200th episode. 
I thought. Um, and of course, if you guys haven't done uh, done a uh, review yet, by all means, get in there and uh, just hit up iTunes. Uh, you can do a rating out of five stars and a review. And these things keep us on top of the the charts as well. I mean, they're pretty important in the algorithm Apple use for ranking. So uh, by subscribing and giving reviews, you can really give us a hand. Tipping. David Kingston maintains a one-point lead over Matthew Bell in second place. Then with three back, Nigel B, one back, Ben Diggity, another one-point back, Solzy, Mikus, Mario Siegs, Goodnight CJ, Chris Blackwell, and I'm happy to report for just for the 200th episode, Manola Calvete is back in the top 10, so congratulations on that. The beautiful name. Beautiful person, beautiful human being, Glenn. I've on. got no doubt. Come on. I've got no doubt. Uh, fantasy, the Wendells, still on top, can't be headed at this stage, There's, it's impossible for them to be run down, I think. Uh, one Trick Pony has moved into second, Top China Dragons third, Rick Grimes bitch, the early leader for over half the season, Gornsky in fourth, Warhorse, Bobbers, The Pool Cues, Sea Eagle, Assassins, um, where are we, Prestige Worldwide, and NZ underscore Magpie, 54 rounds out the top 10 there. Now next... We have uh, the pick the ladder comp. Last week didn't get the results um, early enough to um, to get them on the show because uh, my email was crapped out. Uh, I'm happy to report that I was winning. <laughs> Number one, this week this week I'm not as happy to report because I'm not uh, on a blood buzz. Number one. Up four places. Uh, Shithead Listener in second. Devon Head. James Thew. Saluni Poz. Myself in fifth. Uh, CJ07. Tall Hayden. Fubar underscore 84. And Liana by Liana underscore in tenth. So um, Saluni Poz there. He rose 23 positions to get into uh, equal fifth with the, the, the champion. Myself. That's all shit. <laughs> um... Now, shop, remember, we've got a couple of uh, run TMBs uh, left. We've got two run DCEs left. Get on those as soon as possible. Jersey, absolute last possible chance for you to get jerseys on this run. And it may be, it's probably going to be the, the final run ever simply because it's really fucking hard to get that 20 together, you know. So take your opportunity. You can get on now. So, uh, yeah, and uh, Devonhead, boom, you're in third place. Enjoy it while it lasts, motherfucker. Because while the dragons start sinking like a rock, so shall your score. Now, finally, last thing to get to, our mate Twilgenfeld has been doing tremendous, tremendous work all season long with little caricatures and, and, and uh, comic strips based on Character something... Character assassination, some would say. Yeah, well, isn't that what a caricature is? <laughs> In your case, look, I mean, he's got your likeness down amazingly, like down pat. Looks nothing like me. Oh, it looks exactly like you. But, now, he's been doing tremendous work on a week-to-week basis, uh, sending sending stuff, you know, that, that caught his eye or whatever, you know, something that he, that, that he heard on the show and, and decided to, you know, make a, a strip up about it. Um, often defamatory to yourself you know James Chapman copped a bit as well almost exclusively defamatory to myself but the beautiful thing about Hilgenfeld is that you know the not art, his fucking bib and brace overalls the, art, the artist that he is he only ever gets people that need to be gotten people that have it coming people that deserve it but a long time ago we um started talking about something you know special for the two, 200th episode and uh, he's been working very 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 fucking hard on it for a long time now it's been a long fucking work in progress 
we haven't seen it. Um, we can see right now a very fucking small, like, you know, 20 pixel by 20 pixel thumbnail on, on, on the app. And it um, looks like shit. So let's so, make it bigger. <laughs> so what we're going to do is um, display, reveal the print for the first time. We're going to be seeing it the same as you guys are seeing it in the, um, the main window there with the graphics. And these are going to be for sale. We're going to do them properly, you know, like Z-Clay print on, you know, archival paper and that kind of thing. So, you know, a proper art print. We don't know how much it's going to be yet. We'll figure it out, you know, once we get a bit of, you know, interest and things like that. But it's just, it's a way to honour the 200 episodes of the show plus the people who've made it, uh, you know, made it great and helped us get there. So I'm going to click this thing now and hopefully it uh, hopefully it works. Just make sure the audio is going to change, change stay the same. Okay, yep, okay, cool. So here we go. Hopefully this works. Boom. You should be seeing it now, Jonesy, impatient motherfucker. So it's hard seeing it so small, but look at you there, Glenn. That's not me. See, see letters down there. <laughs> Angry stink. Glenn doesn't have to drive home. He's actually going to be staying here the night. No, we've got the Uate party over there. Oh, my God. The problem is... Is that gonna... me up the back? It is. It is. It is. It's Santa Bruiser. Yeah, you got it. I that, love that... it. I like, why am I nude fist bumping my dad? <laughs> that was um. That's fucking brilliant. That is. What um, about you? Uh, oh, yeah. You're also nude. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Well, there in the middle, in the middle there, there's a, there goes there goes the beard and everything. And um, oh look at that, we got golden balls, Trevor Cogger there. <laughs> We've got um. We um yeah, the stream the stream did did crash but um but we uh, we got it back up again so you you guys should see it back shortly as well. Um, oh, we got a little little busker situation over there. I can't read the sign; it's too small. But I would get imagine that's going to be uh one of our uh, music. Look at Shanta. Oh, fucking you, stream. Running away from the fucking ball. I love it on his crutches. And we'll connect to you, stream again. There we go. And, uh, Where's Trotters? There he is. There. Oh, it is too. Yeah. As he's as where's as, his fucking piggy tail? <laughs> Just tremendous. And then we got a wall of fame up there, and they would have been those names that we were talking about. Um, yeah. And um, just like just tremendous work all around. Um, I can't wait to see it bigger and, and pour over the actual, you know, the, the finer details of it all. Oh, and, um, Who else is, oh, is that Timmy McIntyre nude up the back as well? And, uh, and, and I, I know you guys, like you're saying it's the ultimate troll, but it's, it's actually not. Ustream is actually really fucking crapping out on us here for the third time. I'm not sure what the fucking deal with that is. Why Ustream's doing it to us. But um, it's really fucking us over here. But we'll get a better version for you guys to have a look at and... Um, yeah, these will be for sale really soon, and I, I can't wait to get one of these motherfuckers up on my wall because it just looks tremendous. So beautiful. It is. Absolutely beautiful. And now they're saying stop trolling. <laughs> oh, we're not trolling. Ustream has legit disconnected us three times in, in very fucking short uh, short period of time. And um, it, isn't, it, isn't it just always the fucking way? But, um... Oh, you fucking done it again. <laughs> Look... Ustream is crapped out. Yeah, it is like an eclipse, uh, says Cameron Mutton. You can't look at it for too long. And, um, and yeah, 
so it's unfortunate that Ustream's really fucking crapped out on us at the end here, but uh, it is what it is. And um, Perm, you're on the wall of fame, you fucking uh, needy Perm, bitch. I don't think I made the cut. Poor oh, well. fucking you, Perm, you're on there. Shut up. And um, and everyone's saying it looks brilliant. Glenn should read that go to fuck the sleep book to send us all to bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ustream's up again, guys, so you should be able to have a look. And, uh, yeah, Shunter, of course, uh, says, I'll have to wait to see a pick. Oh, well, congrats on 200 ep, guys. We're all rooting for you to get home safe, Glenn. Uh, yeah, I'll have to get upstairs tonight, Glenn, so, um, you know. Oh, and Ustream again. That's four fucking crashes on Ustream right at the fucking worst possible moment. So we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks, everybody, for involved in the 200 episodes. Everyone who's made it great. And um, <clears throat> at the end of the day, it's the, it's the interaction with everybody that makes, you know, that has made the show. I can't believe so it's been 200, but uh, we've certainly encountered a sprinkling of fucking complete and utter gronks that we could have done without. But almost exclusively, we've uh, come across some fucking amazing people and uh, I've got to meet plenty of you and I hope to continue to do so. And uh, it's, it's a fucking grind at times, but... I wouldn't have it any other way. This is, uh, this is our little baby, and we're very, very proud of it. And uh, it goes from strength to strength every year, and it's thanks to the support of uh, people like you guys. So we really appreciate it. And you know what hasn't supported us? Fucking you, stream. Fucking you. This kind of a thing has crashed like five times in the last segment, right when we fucking uh, did, the, did the image. So uh, we'll sign off now. And uh, yeah, thanks very much for everything, guys. And um, we love you. See you next week. See ya. being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra and united healthcare makes it easy with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they supplement your primary plan helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods so when it comes to covering your medical bills you can feel good about being a little extra visit uh1.com to find the health protector guard plan for you